Welcome to Nintendo Dads, episode 355, recorded on December 16th, 2021. On tonight's episode, we discuss the Indie World Showcase that that happened. It didn't happen later. It happened this month, actually. Surprise! Game Award highlights and our top 10 games of 2021. Jesse, you know what to do. What's up, everybody? It's Marty here with Jesse and Tim, and we're coming at you live from Nintendo Dads HQ for episode 355 of the Nintendo Dads podcast. It's December the 16th, 2021, and we now live in a world where some people have already seen Spider-Man No Way Home. And if you're one of those people and you say anything about it and you spoil it for somebody, I hope somebody kicks you in the shins and pushes you in a trench. Dads will find you. I I, I saw the best tweet about that. Like, spoil Spider-Man for a chance to meet Stanley. Ooh. (laughs) (laughs) I like that. I like that. Very, very much. Guys, uh, how y'all doing tonight? Things good? Yeah, it's been a long week because with uh, that little Java exploit that, like, every company in the world is dealing with right now Uh, my team is fine because we're we're not using the part that's exploited but we still had to like spend a lot of effort to defend ourselves that we don't have to do anything because the it corporate overlords are saying everyone's got to do something i'm like no we don't we're good (laughs) and we had to (laughs) convince them that we're good Uh, i think we're they're finally convinced but it took a while and with my, my boss and I have been calls all, all weekend. So we're at the end of day Tuesday, he's like, well, it feels like it's already the other the end of the week. I'm like, oh, yeah, we worked weekend. So Tuesday feels like a Thursday. He <laughs> goes, yep, that was it. <laughs> and he was on, more, Tuesday, he was on, on a Thursday. He was on calls all, all, all day where I was only on maybe two or three hours. So well, good for you. He, had, he got it worse. Yep. Tim, you doing okay? I'm doing okay. I I made it. I'm here. I'm I'm happy to be here. <laughs> yeah. Oh, by the way, you see my new hat. I it's love the new, it. The new I, one. I love the Bowser hat, man. It's so cool. Where'd you get that for? Uh, Target. Target. Oh, your Target is way better than mine. Uh, <laughs> anyway, uh, so I missed you guys last week. Getting to hang out for the Game Awards. We're going to talk a, a, a little bit about that. Uh, on the show because really when you say there were highlights it's eh. <laughs> uh, but uh, Friday well, after the Game Awards uh, last week uh, we uh, had a huge uh, massive line of storms move through the area uh, I'm sure you guys if you're listening from the United States or Canada have heard about it now for uh, a tornado staying on the ground for uh, four different states uh, and uh, it, it actually spawned others uh, Friday night, we found ourselves in the uh, uh, a friend's storm shelter at two o'clock in the morning, while an uh, EF2 tornado touched down about a mile away, uh, very briefly, and skipped over and uh, hit another part of our town, uh, and then went on moving northeast. It wasn't the big one that you guys have heard about that hit like Mayfield, Kentucky, uh, and and up in that area, yeah. but uh, did some significant damage, like it. Um, picked an entire factory uh, metal building up and threw it into a power substation. Um, Ooh. Yeah, so two two businesses destroyed. Um, I was people. watching 
I was watching videos of people who actually were crazy enough to be out there and watch like this big blob yeah. of a cloud in the yeah, sky, yeah, yeah. And, you know, like, so the, the best I can tell is that like it, they, they talk about tornadoes sometimes like hitting the ground and skipping and like, you know, going back up and coming that it hit and it skipped and then it bounced over our major highway out here in front of my office. And then it landed right beside our church uh, and tore some stuff up here. Like our kids playground is gone. Our bus canopies destroyed. Uh, there were like the poles that hold up stop signs and stuff blown flat to the ground, like just bent. Um, mm -hmm. And some people right, right next to us lost uh, trees, lost a barn, lost garage door. And then it went up and it kind of like, there's a lake Northeast of us. It skipped over that. And then it touched down again. And that's where it did a ton of damage. Uh, and there were people in my County that didn't get power back until today. So they've been six, almost seven days without power. Wow. I've been um, there before, but that's not fun. Yeah. It's not fun at all. Yeah. And so yeah. we didn't have tornadoes here. Areas. We just had high winds over here. Yeah. It, yeah. That's yeah. Yesterday, butt, we, but yesterday we had seven as as that. straight line winds. Yeah. Yeah. We, we, we didn't notice it until today, but our metal shed in the backyard, it looks like someone took a can opener to it. Huh. And it like the roof is off and there's like oh, sun. Wow. So insurance like, uh, time. Yep. Insurance time. That's what my Fun wife times. said. Well, if you guys are uh, listening and you're in those affected areas, our thoughts go out to you. Uh, but uh, we, and we hope we know better days are coming. Uh, but uh, let's dive into the news. Shall we? Today's show is brought to you by manscaped.com, but we'll talk a little bit about that later. It's also brought to us by you guys over at patreon.com backslash Nintendo dads, where for as little as a dollar a month, you can head over and become part of our amazing community and get to do things like be on the dinner table or participate in monthly mayhem for actual eShop prizes or even be on the show if you want to do that kind of thing. If you, you know, want to be a Patreon producer, but you can head over to patreon.com backslash Nintendo dads and uh, find out a lot more, figure out which tier you want to join uh, and join up. You can pay by the month or you can pay by the year. If you pay by the year, you get a month free. Uh, that's our gift to you. Uh, but you can also join up uh, over at twitch.tv. Just uh, if you have a Amazon prime subscription, you can dedicate your monthly Twitch Prime subscription to Nintendo Dads. You get one free subscription. So go over, sub to us. You get uh, into the Discord community that way as well. So two ways to support us, uh, as well as with some of the codes that we're going to talk about later on in the show. But let's dive straight into the news. Indie World hit this week, actually yesterday at the uh, moment of this recording, with over 20 minutes uh, of games in which one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, uh, 9, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, 15, 16, 17 games shown off. I should have counted those before the show started. Uh, I Guys, can, can I just say this? Um, I don't know if I was just in a better mood than I normally am or whatever, but this this indie world was amazing. I I, I think a lot of these are your Mart marty games so at least more so than just it's so good like there was the one there was that indie world where they had the french taxi game where you just drove around and smoked and like 
trying to figure out who killed people. And I was like, this is that was totally your game, right? Yeah. And then there's that game about playing cards (laughs) and card sharking. That game still hasn't come out yet. I know. I'm waiting for that one. Yeah. Anyway, uh, tons, tons of games uh, shown off that look, guys, even my son commented on this as we watched it later. Like I watched it before him. I live reacted with Tim uh, and then went home and watched it again with him. And like, he was like, man, and he, I think Tim, you said this during the presentation too. He was like, these indie games just don't look like indie games anymore. Right. Yeah. So indie, indie developers are, are just phenomenal. They, they, yeah. Yeah, they're blurring the lines between, you know, your triple A games and, and these indie games. In a lot Absolutely. Of ways. In fact, I will, I will say this. I think out of the two presentations I've watched uh, over the last seven days, being the Game Awards and this, this was way better. <laughs> this was way, like I was way more excited. Uh, you know, at least uh, here we saw some gameplay footage. Yeah. So there you go. Uh, I would I would just love to go around the horn here and just have you guys talk about uh, what is something that you saw during this indie direct or indie world that you just said that's it that's the game I got to play that yeah the the game that jumped at me most is the first one they brought up as they're showing the trailer I'm like okay this looks cool uh, uh, this looks like I want to play it and then they showed the title. And I'm like, oh, I already backed that on you Kickstarter. You backed it, yeah. <laughs> yeah, the Sea of Stars. Yeah. Uh, it was the, the the Kickstarter said the goal was March of 2022. It now announced as holiday, so we still have a year to go. Yep. I can wait for a year for this game. Oh yeah, yep. there's yeah, plenty of other things like going on. So a love letter to Chrono Trigger. Yes. Yeah. Did you see so it? The, I took a picture of one of one of the monsters and put it in Discord and said, "This looks familiar." Right. It looks <laughs> just like Lavos. It right. sure does. It sure does. <laughs> and then there was another game that was shown off that also had uh, like an enemy that looked like Lavos. Um, we'll get to that here in just a minute. Uh, but uh, so, see a stars for Jesse Tim. What about you? Oh, I only have to pick one. I you gotta pick like four. the big one. This is the, the big one. one. Well, you know what? Here's the thing. I'll be generous. I'll go ahead. <laughs> what are the, what are a couple of games that jumped out to you? All right. Well, it's one actually. I'll say this one because at first when I watched it, it it was in the sizzle reel and I missed it. And when we looked at it again, when you and I were reviewing, I was like, you know what? That looks interesting. And then when I found out more about it, it's actually a Metroidvania game and it's grime. Mm-hmm. Um, in fact, it's out on Stadia. And if you're a pro Stadia member, you can you can claim it. It's a part of the pro membership. You can claim it. So I might be playing it before it comes out on Switch. I don't know yet. But That'd be cool. it is one that's coming out later in 2022. Uh, but when it said metroidvania and the way it plays and stuff like that too just how the character plays i'm i'm really looking forward to that one so nothing else oh geez there's three other ones i gave you i gave you some leeway parkasaurus is the other one that stood out to me because it's uh that's on my list too yeah because uh i mean i love sim city so any game that's kind of like that and this is like a theme park version of that i guess um I'm looking forward to that. 
and uh, we both were checking out Figment too. You know that one. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that uh, does look I downloaded good. the demo for that, so I haven't had a chance to touch it yet. But I downloaded the demo for that, and I, I bought the first one. I was, was going to say sale, since the first one is is ninety percent <laughs> off right now. Yeah, <laughs> I think I'm going to get the first one and play it first. But yes, I, I have to say that that the presentation, the way they introduced that game with him singing and it going transferring, yeah, you know, like over to the game. Like I thought that. Right. Brilliance. And I was like, and we were talking about this before. I was like, when you get games like this that look great, and then you're like, oh, where's the first one? And then you find out there's the first one that's been on there since I think 2018, I think it was. And it was like, oh man, how did I miss that? So, (laughs) but yeah, if you're interested, anybody who's listening, Figment One is on sale in the US eShop. I don't know about everywhere else, but in the US eShop, it was on sale. It's kind of like the, the, they showed that game off, and I I think it was during the, the last actual nintendo direct the uh arc yes you know where where you're like pulling the boat along or whatever like it's the arc or that that's the name of it i believe okay all right um i let me see i'm looking it up now because i'm probably going to get it wrong uh like a far sale or something like that there's another one far something like yeah far oh that game yeah yeah, like they showed that one off, and I was far, like, what? "Far, changing tides." Yeah, so changing tides isn't out yet, but Lone Sales came out in 2019, uh, and Is I missed that sale? for some reason. And let me just tell you guys, if you're out there and you've not played, yeah, Far, Far Lone Sales, it is one of the most gorgeous games on the Nintendo Switch, uh, and it is a, it tells an awesome story without one single word okay nice yeah that's that's on my wish list too so i loved it i loved (laughs) it i'm sorry i called it arc it's far loan sales and changing tides the sequel is coming out uh smart is early 2022 early 2022 man 2022 is just gonna be it's gonna be nuts (laughs) loaded I, I really do expect we'll see some of these games that have been labeled 2022 will slip. They'll have to. Possibly, especially uh, ones that are either, later. Otherwise, we're spending money like every single week. Right. <laughs> you know, I, I don't know. Um, you, you mean you don't already? Because it seems like I do. No, well, I, do, I mean, yeah, it does feel like it sometimes. But uh, it. let's just say Wednesday was a very expensive day. Yeah. The, uh, last, the last game is Amori. A the last game that was shown, I okay. think it was. So it's the I'm one intrigued. More thing. Yeah, I'm I intrigued still, by like, the to potential me, that, story. There. The jury, the jury is still out on that one for me because, like, I went and actually started looking up what it was about and and, and things. I don't know that it's going to be a game that you'll want to play around your kids. No, it's not um, going to be. But that's like, I don't know, like. As someone, it's a, it's a game about anxiety, and it also has depression yeah. themes. As someone who already struggles with anxiety, sometimes I don't know that I want to. Totally understandable, too. right? You know, like yep. I don't. Yeah. Um, anyway, uh, Jesse, you already like I I felt like Sea of Stars was the game of the of the presentation, and they led right. with that, and they led high. Yeah. Um, yeah. I'll, I'll rapid fire two other ones that uh, okay. Uh, yeah. After Love EP, I'm kind of uh, maybe, and then let's play Oink games. I haven't played yet, but I did pick it up. I, uh, I I'm going to talk about that in my let's play, uh, or or in what I've been playing later on because I picked that up too. 
Uh, it's I think it's it's awesome. Uh, for me, the the other ones that stuck out, um, I really, really, really want to play locomotive. Like that one was one that I was yes. saying, please be out today. Yes, be out today. <laughs> and it wasn't. It just looks great. Like the pixel art is gorgeous. And I love it when, you know, we developers lean into that old medium and are able to create those just stunning pictures. Um, I, I, I can't wait for that one. Uh, another one that I'm really, really I, like, I want to be excited about it because I love the way it looks. That, but I, I don't know if I want to love the way or will love the way it plays is Ollie Ollie World, which looks like an Adventure Time cartoon come to life. You know, I mean, it. I love the way uh, the 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 art style in that game. I just don't know. Like, I'm I'm not a I'm not a huge skateboarding fan. So, like, I always wanted to skateboard, but I was afraid of hurting myself. So, there you go. I I mean, I played I played some Tony Hawk back in the day, like Tony Hawk Three on. I think I had Tony Hawk Three on GameCube. And, uh, like, I was okay at it, but never great. Does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah. And it was just fun to goof around. Yeah. And not mentioned in the presentation, but I found this information in the eShop. There's going to be a rad edition of All the Ollie World that's $15 more that comes with the base game. And you get a, a, a close encounter skate deck you know, on release. And then there'll be two DLC packs that'll be included releasing August 31st and December 31st. Huh. So wow. Base, base game's 30 and then the Rad Edition's 45. Ooh. Like, okay. Here's the deal. I wanted to talk about this because I, I think, you know, we've already kind of alluded to the fact that there was, well, let me, let me backtrack and I'll come back to this. Uh, one other game I wanted to point out that I'm, I dipped a toe into that I'm really excited about. This is a game I always wanted to come out on Switch. Uh, and I was so glad it was like available today was Chicory, uh, yes. a colorful tale. I picked that up. I played about 15 to 20 minutes of it just to see what it was like. I, I don't even know what's going on in the game. Yeah, I just a lot know of people that, were interested uh, in that one. It was. And I also, uh, we got a code for Dungeon Munchies. Uh, and I'm playing that as well. And it's a lot of fun. Well, I'm going to talk about that later on in the show. Um, I did want to come back around to you just mentioned something, and that is that Ollie Ollie World is going to be forty five dollars. Is that what you said? If you, if you want, want all if, in, if if you get if you get the DLC packs, yes. Okay, so so forty five or thirty nine. If you it, it, it's thirty, thirty. It's 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 twenty twenty nine ninety nine by itself. Okay. Add fifteen to to forty four ninety nine. Yeah, with for the DLC. So that one, I, I would say, is kind of expensive for an indie game uh the let's the, the let's play oink games was 24.99 um there was a chicory was was 20 dollars was 19.99 um you know tim we we kind of pointed out the increased i, I don't want to say this the wrong way because i love indie games the increase in quality you, you know it's not like i mean a lot of indie games yeah. are looking like triple a games um, do you think this price, like, I, I think that like we're seeing, uh, 
prices kind of move a little quicker in indies than they did before uh, upwards. Do you think that that's uh, going to help or hurt some of these games? Yeah, I think it's um, it, it's hard to say because it, it's going to depend on the game. Uh, totally. I, I yeah. think there's some games that deserve to be up in that $20, $30 range. And then I think, I think maybe they're more flexible or I don't know what, I don't know what, where they're at in determining when they decide to drop the, the money on it, you know, at a discount, like if it doesn't sell well, they drop it down. Or if they, if it does sell really well after a year, they're just like, okay, let's put it on sale and all that kind of stuff. I don't know. But uh, at some point I'm sure they keep an eye on things and they're like, okay, we're not selling it at this price point. So let's drop it down. Yeah, we kind of brought this up a few months ago when when Metroid Dread came out because there was someone someone said here's Nintendo sixty dollar game and here's Xbox a sixty dollar game. That's true. That's and true. And then th- then people were comparing. Well, Ori was only thirty, so Nintendo sh- Dread shouldn't be sixty. I'm like, maybe Ori shouldn't have been thirty. Maybe it should have been more. Right. Yeah. Well, not, yeah. And <laughs> and here's here's the thing. Like, I I don't want. Uh, our listeners to hear me being negative about this. I don't, I don't, I don't feel that way. I mean, obviously I paid the, the cost because I wanted the game. Uh, it's just that I think that do you, am I wrong in thinking that there is a certain, maybe we call it stereotype or stigma that comes with being classified as an indie game. Oh, that's going to be cheaper. Well, we had a long uh, yeah, time where it's been that way. So, and then well, it, we're yeah, seeing well, like, the inflation like, in the games, if you will. Beware, yes, <laughs> I wear, they had to be cheaper because of yes. the limitations of the systems. So, yeah, it, they, but yeah, they were that way. But I, I think now they're, you know, the only difference, you know, between some indie games and AAA games are the dev team's are the same. The only difference is one has a big publisher backing it and one self-publishing. That's it. Is there a point where indie isn't indie anymore? Well, I think if you self-publish, you're still does indie. It, does it like have it's, to be just, just the self-publishing or is there something yeah, else? I think, well, I've always the taken that the as team. the definition. No, you can have a team of 500. If you self-publish, you're an indie. It's just you know if if you have a bigger well, I mean, company I, I, backing you like well, see, Activision paying fifteen companies to make Call of Duty games every year, but there's AAA developers that can self-publish and be still considered AAA and not necessarily indie. If, so if you're right, saying but, like five hundred people are developing this game and they decide, hey, we don't yeah, want well, to publish or publishing it, at we, we want to do it look, ourselves. Look at Thunderful. They started out as an indie indie dev. They yes. are now bigger. They not only publish their own games, but they publish other games. I don't consider yes. so anything developed by Thunderful. I don't consider indie anymore. They've they've stepped over that line. Right. Yeah, it's kind of like <laughs> like I don't know that they have a, a big backing, but Yacht Club Games, I I wouldn't. Yeah, they're they're they've they're kind of not as far as Thunderful, but they're, they're up there. Yeah, I mean, like, I think they're towing the line, I guess is what I'm yeah. saying. And, like, when you've got EA and they release a game like Lost in Random, and it's like, oh, that's kind of an indie game. Is it? 
It might have been any really develop- developer. Been- yeah, yeah it, it was an it may have been an indie developer, but as soon as EA put funding into it, it's no longer an indie game. I guess why I ask this is this is I, look that, at Mo Yang and Minecraft, same thing for for the after the the like almost as soon as the the indie world was over, I was on uh, a, a group with some other Nintendo fans, and and one of them was on wasn't our community, it was another community, and one of the guys was like, "What did you like from you know?" It was basically the post was what what did you what stuck out to you? What did you like? And one guy posted this and and I just went, I want like I I wanted to stop and like dive in to a discussion. But he was like, Y'all don't really play indie games, so I don't know anything from this. Uh, or, or no, his, your... his comment was, I don't do indie games. And I was my like answer, my answer to that is that's your loss because you're missing loss. out on right. 60% yeah. of the library. Some of, <laughs> some some of my favorite games are right. what you would consider indies, like games I go back to. There's uh, an indie game that almost was my game of the year if it wasn't for Dread, and yeah, so yeah, yeah. I no, I probably and, of my games I'm going to talk about later for top ten or top twelve, including honorable mentions. Probably half of them would be considered indie. Yeah, there's I, and and y'all. And that's I what know, I love about it. I know how close we are to 2022, but one thing I wanted to bring up was how much of this, um, how much of this was dedicated to summer or, or later in 2022 when we've gotten a ton of, like not like a ton of silence on a bunch of games that were revealed in the, in a, a, a previous indie world. I mean, we can count them all, you know, Silk Song, Shredder's Revenge, King of the Hat. Those are just a few that I'm thinking of. Like yeah. uh, Maniko's Night Market. Like, Europa has been a game on my that know, has been on my list since for four years now. Like where? <laughs> Outer I, mean, I, I know the importance of laying a roadmap for 2022. I mean, we talk about it all the time about how it's it's strategic, it's planned, it's whatever. But like, where do we? draw a line like because it's like some of these games got announced like you said four years ago what the heck but that's the thing about being an indie game because of the small development team they're going to be impacted by whatever happens in the world or whatever happens in development um and all that kind of stuff so that's what but that's where i think communication is key and i think i know that they can't give an update to every game or this would be like a hour. It'd be like yeah. a Nintendo dad's podcast right. episode sized indie world presentation. Right. Well, we've but, seen that. We've seen that mentioned before that indie developers have to make a choice. They've mentioned it themselves and in, in interviews I've heard them talk about be when they're a small team, they have to make a choice. Do we make a choice of spending time with social media and communications or do we spend time take that time to develop the game unfortunately you got to have that balance i believe i'm I'm with you on that so that but some of them don't know that balance because they're programmers more than they are marketers you know so that's when they don't know when to balance it and i understand that here like i I right we totally understand it and but it's frustrating as fans or somebody looking forward to that game when you want to know more about it and you're not hearing a peep 
I think that like let me let me <laughs> chicken <describe>, wiggle. <laughs> excuse me. Well, yeah, let me describe the situation <laughs> that we're in right now. So uh, and this has nothing to do with video games and everything to do with video games that we're talking about right now. Uh, my wife and I, our daughter, uh, she dances uh, ballet. She does classes for like her school, but she also does classes as part of a troupe that's uh, local in the area. It's a kid's ballet company. Uh, and they just did their presentation in Nutcracker this past weekend. And so all parents are required to volunteer, right, to, to be a part of something that's going on, whether it's selling concessions or helping with tickets or costumes or whatever. So this year was our first year to like really have a full year experience. And they say, you know, you've got to be on two different things. So my wife and I were taking over the the concessions team next year, but also as our second thing, we decided, Hey, you know what I, as in my role, in my job, I do, I I make a lot of t-shirts. Like I have connections. I have people that can make t-shirts and, uh, you know, we can do a better quality T-shirt than than they've been getting. So we contact this guy and he's like, oh, yeah, I'm totally do it. Right. Uh, we place an order with him uh, on September 28th. Uh, it's over nine hundred dollars of T-shirts. Um, we are still waiting on those T-shirts. Yeah, I remember seeing your post. And about that. Uh, we, we have we've been told. They're here, they're printed, or, oh, there was a delay, or there's this, this, there's blah, 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 blah. Now, no emails are being answered. No Facebook messages are being answered. Oh, no. Nothing's happening. Uh, And they are about to see a side of me that very few people get to see. Right. Uh, But here's the thing. Or here. (laughs) Yes. Here's the thing. All of that, all all of what I'm about to have to do in the next week which is either basically you're going to give us a refund or we're going to call a lawyer um, is um, can be could have been avoided could have been avoided communications <laughs> with communication. Yes. So here's the thing. If during this time, if he came to me and he said, Hey, um, they've been delayed, which he did. He did say, you know, the shipping shipping crisis supply chain, it's bad. We haven't got the shirts. We said, okay. Uh, what could have, help some of this is if he if he had sent a message and said hey just to let you know the t-shirts just came in yeah we didn't we've not heard that all we heard was we're waiting on about 10 more shirts okay great fine we've still got this many days before the show this many weeks communication now would be the time to communicate and say okay we know we're waiting but we we don't have these but we do have these and we can print them can we send them on yes now we're hearing right. nothing. And not only do we have that, we also have uh, two uh, about $2,600 worth of hoodies tied up in that for my student ministry. Yeah. Um, it's, it's a mess. It's, it's a total mess. And all I, all I really needed as a leader who like has to communicate these things on down the line, because guess what, by the way, Nutcracker's over now. So the shirts that were intended to help the girls advertise for Nutcracker, they're still not here. So, right. you know, and we have another show in two and a half months. So anyway, yeah. all I need is we're 40% done. We're yep. 60% done. We're 80% done. Hey, we're 100% done. We're ready to start shipping. Oh, hey, they've been shipped. Here's your tracking number. Here, My point to bring it all back to what we're talking about is this, is that all I need is for somebody to say, this is the percentage we have done. Right. Because here's the thing. 
like, let's just take, let me just take one off the top. All right. And then I'm going to do this for John. All right. Uh, Silk song. Okay. Yep. What percentage is it? Yep. Like when could we expect it? Is it going to be on the switch or is it going to be on right. the switch too? Where is it? Like, or, like when you showed it, what, what, what percentage was it? That's all you have to say. You know like, what, you know what they could do too, is there's a couple things that I was thinking about during your, your um, connection there. And that is one, the communication thing is when you were talking about being volunteer to do a lot of this stuff. One thing I think indies forget that they could probably do, I think, and correct me if I'm wrong, but you have fans, you're starting to build some fan base. Maybe somebody in the fan base can have, can be a volunteer to help communicate this thing or you find out in the fan base or somebody, you know, as an influencer that would be willing to volunteer to help you communicate those things. So yeah. you get, you know, that way you don't have to pay somebody and you're not taking your own time. You're just communicating, Hey, this is what's going on. Can you communicate it for us? You know, that type of thing. Or the other thing that I was going to suggest is, you know, um, you know how much we all love pizza around here and stuff like that. Right. If you ever order Domino's or any other company, they give you the pizza portal or not pizza portal, but the, the, you know, how long it's taking to go through the process of cooking mm-hmm. your pizza. Yeah. Developers could on their websites or Kickstarters or whatever, I'm sure potentially could have a meter of sorts that shows what you're talking about with the mm-hmm. percentage of, we won't always be able to communicate, but look to this page for a quick update on, you know, sure. where we are in this I development like process. I love that. And here's the thing. I want people to understand that when I talk about this and I'm passionate about it, it's because I've seen your product. I believe in what you're going to produce and I would love to play it. And it that, doesn't just, like, it's not just about Indies too. It's about the big companies that do this yeah, to us too, absolutely. right? Like Microsoft Nintendo. <laughs> needed to give, Microsoft needed a percentage meter on Halo Infinite. Mm. <laughs> mm-hmm. Right? And then at some point they decided this needs a year in the oven and they did. And yes. I'm hearing good things about it. Because yeah, they I mean, it, I, I, everybody that I've talked to raves about Halo Infinite. Uh, I'm actually thinking I'll, about trying that one, even though. Yeah, like I, I will play it eventually, but not right now. I don't have time. But like my heart is, is that I like I love indie games and I want people to be able to experience those. I just. I think people get frustrated and you take like, let me let me say this and I want to say this delicately. Like you take a situation like with a game like Silk Song. And you take a situation with a game like Hatch Tales, right? Where you have a you have a small community of people who were rallied around Hatch Tales, Chicken Wiggle, and they feel as if they have been forgotten and they are very vocal about it. They're very angry about it. Uh, Silk Song and Hollow Knight, like Hollow Knight especially struck a chord with a lot of people. What you don't want to do is get yourself in a place where you've got a product that people want where you got a product that people have backed even and and that they like they love or they really want to play and then it turns ugly. You get what I'm saying? Like, yeah. Well, even if it I isn't know that's backed, hard, that's either. a hard line to to walk as a developer. But right. somebody has to like somebody in that team eventually has to be the salesperson, right? right. Somebody mm-hmm. does. Yes. 
somebody's got to so, be able to do something about it. But yeah, well, and it's even if it, even if it isn't a backed product where it's just a game that you know is supposed to be coming out. Yeah. Where Drew and John talked about this on their show was Cuphead and the five years it took to get that DLC to come out or it's going to take if it comes out in time in the summer 2022. <laughs> you know, it's five right. years. How long does it take before, you know, we hadn't heard anything for so long until this com- this past Game Awards. So it's like, do people care anymore? Or people or, are gonna remember how to play it. Let's yeah. Or, or yeah. Or let's go a little further. Should it just be Cuphead too? Well, in that particular case, yeah, that's what they talked about too. But uh, should yeah. like should like, and I say this as I'm looking at the indie world um, Twitter feed, and they just announced today another update for Dead Cells is coming January sixth. Wow. Like more content, a new area, new weapons, all that. That game has just like it's <laughs> you can't kill it. It's it's the zombie game. I love Dead Cells. But I guess like think about this. If Hades had come out and shown what they shown and then it was delayed 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 or you never heard about it, never heard about it, never heard about it, never heard about it. Think about the difference in reaction to, okay, we heard about it and it was out pretty soon after that, right? Mm-hmm. There was still hype around it. I want these companies to have hype around their games and to, 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 to have a community that wants to play them and not just be like uh, uh, just really hardcore fans who've held on for so long because they right. had this hope. <laughs> you, you know, like, yes. I think there's, there's a window of opportunity and that window can close. I just like I would love to see that what's the thought process behind we're going to show Europa and it's not going to come out for four years <laughs> or what's the what's the thought process between we're going to show you this game called King of the Hat and then we're never going to talk about it again. <laughs> All right. Yes. Like it's like it doesn't exist. Right. Yeah. Uh, I, I don't know. I mean, I'm maybe I'm being a little too harsh. And maybe we're being a dead horse. I don't know. Um, <laughs> speaking of a dead horse, uh, let's talk about the Game Awards. <laughs> quickly. Right? Uh, we're going to go through this pretty quickly. Uh, I'm sure that a, a lot of our listeners have actually watched the Game Awards or at least been on a website right now where they've heard about the announcements. Uh, we're just going to go over some highlights of things that we know are Nintendo Switch related. Um, and so here are those things. Uh, there was a large teaser shown for Monster Hunter Rise Sunbreak, which is coming in uh, summer 2022 now. Uh, brand new amiibo, brand new monsters, brand new location. It seems uh, even the um, even even the the teaser for it said substantial update. Yes. Uh, and so Monster Hunter fans, I think there's a lot there for you to look forward to. Tim, are are you still playing Rise? I haven't played it in a couple months since, you know, starting the, it's, it's a big game and it takes a lot of time to get into and do things and all that kind of stuff for me, at least it does. So, um, but I'm still going to get this yeah. <laughs> and I'm getting those well, amiibos. Here's so. the thing. Um, I saw some, some folks, you know, this, this week, Nintendo sent out that email and hopefully uh, all of our listeners got it. If not, there's a website you can go to, um, where you can kind of, they, they provide you with a year in review, like how many oh, yeah, hours yeah. you played, what's yep. your first, you know, what game was number one, two, and three, and 
how, what it looked like versus last year, which did anybody out, does anybody's hours go down from last year? Like mine yes. did. Yep. And my, mine went down about 200 hours. Mine yeah, went down. In, uh, in terms about, of games played, it only went down to like three. It was like, it was still in the sixties. Yeah. I, went, I, was, I was down so like five games, but four fifty something this year, uh, uh, down from six ninety seven. Yeah, I, had, I had 950 hours last year in 2020 and it dropped wow. down like by half <laughs> this year. <laughs> yeah. My, my, mine was went down, went in the 900s down to the 700s. I don't remember the exact numbers. You guys, wow. You play a lot more than I do. <laughs> uh, well, I'm around also, 400 something. But now anyway, the reason I announced that was I saw some guy uh, on, oh, I think it was the Nintendo voice chat group on Facebook his was like 270 hours or something in monster hunter rise. Yeah, it's a fan. I love the game. It's in, yeah. it's yeah. Um, and I would spend more time in it if I had the time, but it's yeah. one of those open world games that, you know, you have, it's really fun to get with people too and be able to go and, you know, defeat the monsters and collect just sure. Stuff. Sure. So sure. It's one of those. Uh, fun things too. Also, uh, I thought this was really cool. Persona is finally coming to Nintendo Switch, uh, except it's Persona 4 Arena yeah. Ultimax, which yeah, is not, a fighting not, game. Not the way we want. Yeah, this game was originally PS3. Yeah, they um, they just keep doing They this. trolled us. I, I that was really a troll. feel like this is, they know what they're doing. Yeah, um, they trolled us. Then, as Jesse and uh, Tim have already talked about, the Cuphead DLC Delicious Last Course was introduced with a musical number uh, and was shown off pretty extensively June 30th, 2022 on all platforms that Cuphead is available on. Uh, I do think they will hit that date. I think they wouldn't give that date if they didn't. Um, the Also, I, a little side note here before we talk about this next game. Uh, the Sonic 2 trailer was shown off. That game, that, that movie looks amazing. Yes. I can't wait to go yep. see it. I... I will raise my hand and say I love the first movie. I thought oh, yeah. it was brilliant. Sammy and I, I loved I, it too. I still say I want to know what the Abomination Tales looked like before they changed the <laughs> models. It's just roadkill. Uh, somebody uh, on uh, somebody had made a meme where they'd taken the poster and they'd put the original Sonic on it, like his yep. head, and then put like a like a a shaggy dirty tails puppet in the in the driver's seat of the plane yeah it looks Fantastic. like it looks like something that would have been internet. in five nights at freddy's or something like that yes right yeah. um <laughs> and i said i wanted to i wanted to talk about the the movie trailer because sonic frontiers was teased uh for holiday 2022 on nintendo switch and other systems i think this is going to be a good sonic game low bar <laughs> there's a really low bar uh but it's uh yeah yeah it's i think it's gonna be good uh i saw uh somebody uh posted a meme of it where he was like standing on that thing looking out over the expanse of the open world and it said sonic the hedgehog breath of the chili dogs <laughs> <laughs> wow uh it's funny because it's true uh, Plague Tale Requiem was also announced, uh, follow up to Plague Tale. Uh, there's been like three of these now, haven't there? Uh, uh, I thought there was only two or two of them, yeah. So, uh, basically, it's a game where the, the developers try as hard as they can to make you feel horrible and make you cry 
full of rats, um, a way like a sea of rats that, yeah. Um, but this is coming out 2022 on Nintendo switch. It's actually going to be a cloud version as well. Dying light to stay human. was also given a release date of February 4th on Nintendo switch. Again, that's a cloud version. Uh, and then, um, Winners. Let's talk about winners here, uh, and these are specific Nintendo Switch. Uh, and then, well, there's some there's some bleed over to other platforms. Um, game of the year, uh, Metroid Dread uh, won Action Game of the Year. It was nominated for Game of the Year, but it actually won Action Game of the Year. Um, Marvel's Guardians of the Galaxy won Best Narrative. You can play that cloud version on Switch as well as won Best Score in Music. You can play the cloud version on Switch. Um, Boyfriend Dungeon was nominated for Games for Impact. Yeah, yeah. It did Guardians not win. of the Galaxy didn't win Best Score. Oh, it did uh, not. No. Sorry. It, it, Near Replicants. Yeah. Version yeah, 1.224-744-87139, yeah. which is the dumbest name for a video game <laughs> that ever. That is the best Ex- number. Do you know what that number for, Except for Kingdom Hearts, Birth by Sleep, 365 and a half days, or whatever it's called. Stop. Do, do you know what? Do you know what that number one two two four seven four four is? No, it's a square root of two point five. Oh my god! <laughs> uh, anyway, um, yeah, the bold is the winner. The highlight is just yeah. Now, Nintendo, now I'm seeing it. So Nintendo, Nintendo didn't really win uh, anything else. That's uh, it. They and, didn't and even did. win the family category. Can we talk about this for a minute? Can we, look? How does Nintendo lose? In a category where there are four out of five nominations are Nintendo. Wow. Because the industry who voted definitely wanted to see somebody else finally get something in that category. Um, <laughs> because it was It Takes Two. Yeah, that was, really it's, that good. A, it's a good looking game. Uh, uh, we'll, have, we'll have to ask the uh, Xbox. Here's the deal. I this haven't played about, it, but it looks like fun, especially when like you're doing co I would like to play co-op. it with, with my wife, but I feel like we would just get frustrated at each other. Just like right. the characters do in the game. Yeah, yeah, you're right. <laughs> you're right. I, I don't know. Um, don't play it. it, it funny, the funny thing is, it, it's a, it won Best Family Game, but this is not a game you should be playing with the kids around unless you are ready to have talks. Yep. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Um, uh, also, can so we that, talk should about... That, should that have been best co-op game instead of best family game? That, yes. Yes. Can, can we talk about... I, I want to talk about this. Every game that... Like, a lot of games are coming out. If it involves knights or armor or monsters, it all looks the same to me. Have you noticed <laughs> that? Like... I like they showed off a bunch of games. Or like, zombies okay, or vampires. Was that Elden Ring or was that um, <laughs> League of Legends or was that uh, like it impresses me that they still think people care about Warhammer games? Oh, I thought those looked cool. Some people there are, do. Yeah, there's people that are still totally in Warhammer games. Okay. Sorry if I'm <laughs> sorry if I ticked anybody. I've, I've never been one, but I'm. Yeah. Obviously, if they're still making them, someone's buying them. Like somebody, somebody made that and made a better game, and it's called Halo. <laughs> uh, but anyway, um, 
Maybe that's where Halo came from. Maybe I should have reacted to to the game awards with you guys. <laughs> you probably would have been like, "You're never, you're never allowed on the show again." I no, well, speaking, actually, that's speaking like speaking, that's of, like Justin reacting to a Pokemon to direct. Speaking yeah. of of that, sitting around for four hours of watching this, knowing darn well there's not going to be much Nintendo anything happening because there hardly ever is, makes me think that. Nintendo dads probably shouldn't be spending four hours of their time. Yeah, <laughs> I'm not the game awards. And, and, and <laughs> the fact that we got six copyright hits on that video, I'm really doubting we should do this next year. Maybe next year what we do is we just we just switch and record on Friday and we include a small blurb in the news about what was there. It's like or, Reggie or we was just, there. We get together Mario, afterwards. Re- Reggie was there and he had a me pin on. That's it for Nintendo news. All right. <laughs> we um, get together after it. You, we used to yeah. get together at 11 o'clock uh, Eastern I, Standard Time. Uh, we just get together at 11 o'clock. Sure. I can do that one time a year. Just the one uh, time and get together afterwards. We'll do it next year. Do a next quick year. Tim, hour. Tim, write it down. Write it down. We're making it All happen. Right. You're the historian. All right. Uh, so that's our that's the Game Awards. Uh, blink and you'll miss it. Uh, let's talk about a few game release updates. Some really exciting stuff. Uh, and some of it just out of the blue. So uh, you guys uh, remember Paper Mario was released uh, last week for Nintendo 64 uh, on the expansion pack. That's out right now. My son is currently playing through this game. I'm enjoying watching him do that uh, and figure things out. It's his this first, his, this his first, first time to run? play through Paper Mario. Yep. Um, he says nice. already, already he says this, and this, this is an exact quote from him. Uh, already way better than Paper Mario the Origami King because there are le- there is less needless death to make me cry. Well, I I, I live streamed the first hour uh, last week, and the first one of the first comments was these characters have personality. Yes. Unlike I'm like yes, yes. I know that's we what's lacking in the new, in the current games. <sighs> but hey, let's talk about this surprise. The Sega Genesis Mega Drive also updated moments before we went on the air, like a couple of hours, uh, with five brand new games for the expansion pack. Uh, Those games are Altered Beast, Toe Jam and Earl, Dynamite Heady, Sword of Vermilion, and Thunder Force 2. Uh, Still no sign of the original Sonic the Hedgehog. So weird. Um, I don't know. I heard that. Most people would say that if they were ranking the first three, hardly anyone would say the first one's the best. I understand that, but I just release them in order, <laughs> or just release all three. Anyway, so yeah, okay. sort of Vermillion. I think I'm kind of interested in checking that one out. It's kind of like how they were like. You remember when when the NES app was was new, and it had Mario One and Mario Three. I was like, where's Mario 2? Right. <laughs> where, where is, where, where are my vegetables? Where are my snippets? Super where's Mario Mort? USA. Right. Yes. <laughs> I mean, like, you know what? We're going to start it. We're bringing it back. The hashtag free wart. Hashtag free wart. <laughs> uh, he's been, the man at Nintendo has been holding him down for way too long. And, uh, He's pinned under that table that Miyamoto flipped. Yep. <laughs> yep. 
So this, um, yep. Hashtag free wart. Definitely. Uh, yeah. Anyway, uh, this shadow dropped a couple hours ago. So go update it and have uh, fun for five minutes. Like a lot of people say they do with those old games. Uh, also announced this week, uh, Picross S7 uh, is coming on December 23rd in Japan, December 27th in PAL regions, and, De- and January 10th uh, in North America because the world can't handle that much, much Picross at once, apparently. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I don't know. This is the first time I it spread out that way. It's so weird. Uh, the, the cool thing about this, this though, is this, um, uh, touchscreen support is added for the first time. So you can use a stylus if you have one of those, uh, and bonus extra large puzzles will be unlocked. If you have saved data from S4, S5 and S6, Jesse's already bought it in Japanese so he can play it next week. Yes. In fact, you know, I, I had, I knew I had credit on my account, on my Japanese account from when I bought other things. I was 21 yen short, which is the equivalent. 18 cents. 18 cents. cents, So just because of that, I had to buy another thousand yen card to buy a thousand yen game. (laughs) And I still have almost a thousand yen. I'm like, yeah, credit. I like it. Those taxes. That's fun. That's fun. Uh, Astroneer has a release date now, January 13th, 2020. The Life is Strange Remastered Collection has a release date of February 1st, 2022. Banjo-Kazooie was also announced to be available in January for the expansion pack. And Chocobo GP, the game that I personally got called out on for hating during the last Direct, uh, will be available on March 10th, 2022. Okay, there it is. Yes. I won't say anything bad about it. <laughs> I promise. Not until um, not until it comes out and it gets horrible reviews. There you go. Uh, well, guys, that's our news this week. Let's take a break for just a minute for a message from our sponsors, Manscaped. Hey, fellas, this episode of Nintendo Dads is brought to you by our favorite producers of grooming tools, Manscaped the global leaders in below-the-waist below grooming who are leaving 2021 with a new product. You can clean yourself into the new year with their ultra-premium body wash. Also, special offer alert, use the code NINDADS, that's N-I-N-D-A-D-S, for 20% off plus free shipping at manscaped.com. Four million men already trust Manscaped. It's time for you to join them, including us. Because we trust Manscaped. Uh, guys, uh, let me ask you this. What was your highlight of 2021? It's a big question. Yeah. It's, uh, uh, trying to think of the highlight in a year full of lowlights. So. <laughs> <laughs> well, okay. Yeah. I bought a new house. Technically, I am a first-time home buyer because my wife bought the house before. So okay. that we're coming out of. So this is I'm I've grown up. I bought a house. So that's I would say is a highlight. <laughs> yeah. Congratulations. So Thanks. for me, I, I think it was um seeing things kind of start a little bit, returning back to normal. 
you know, uh, or normal-ish, whatever that's going to look like as we uh, get going. But, you know, as we look forward into 2022 and as we look forward, like as we talk about these new things that uh, Manscaped has got coming out, um, moving from kind of like just being about below-the-belt grooming to actual cleanliness all over, uh, I want to say like they got – they sent us – some of their like shampoo and body wash and stuff like that. And I like, that's been the best stuff. Like, I don't know what you guys got some of that too, right? Yeah. I, I, you know, I, you know, I've used like, I used to use a shampoo that I would buy from like gray clips or something. I like, like that more yeah. than anything. Uh, it costs more, but you, know, you don't little goes a long way. So it still lasts a while, but I, I like this, this stuff even more. And, you know, when, when I'm ready to restock, I'm going to go back, you know, go back to the, continue using the Manscaped product. Oh yeah, the, definitely. The, as opposed, the, con, as opposed the shampoo to and the body wash and the body wash. Yeah. Yeah. I haven't yeah. gotten into that yet. I'm still using the, the three in one that they had before. Um, mm-hmm. I still have plenty of that left. So I'm like, um, but I've, I've, I got them ready to go, but I've been actually what I've been using a lot lately because of the winter is the the new chapstick they have, the Manscaped Manchet. Uh, oh yeah, chapstick. that's good stuff. Yeah, and it helps helps these cold lips. <laughs> yeah. So so you know I I shower every day daily. I hope you do. That's too. good. That's good. Yeah, yeah, it's a good thing. Good thing, to, a good do. thing to shower, shower every day. I hope you I hope you guys do as well. Uh, I wanted you to know that this body wash, you know, it's infused with sea salt and aloe vera because everything should should be nice and smooth, right? Once you get yes. done, get done cleaning it, right? And uh, you know, going into 2022, you can get a hold of some of this stuff if you're out there and you can uh kick grossness to the curb, uh, just like we have been for a little bit. Again, Nindads, yes. N-I-N-D-A-D-S, get you 20% off. Plus free shipping. Uh, you can head over to manscaped.com and get 20% off of free shipping by using Nendads. That's 20% off with free shipping. Use code Nendads. I'm going to say Happy New Year to you guys from Manscaped. And I have to say, good timing from uh, C-Dub for dropping some bits when you were talking about Manscaped taking care of your bits. <laughs> Here you go. Yeah, you now you can take care of all of your bits. Yes. All of them. Uh, so yeah, uh, we're very happy with the product. We are, uh, we think you will be too. So you head over to manscaped.com. Uh, you can use the code Nindads even on the ultimate 4.0 package. Uh, the So you can, you can even get 20% off of free shipping with that. If you want to dive in, fully to begin but you can pick all of that up over there uh at manscaped.com again use the code nindads and we also want to say thanks to our sponsors gooder uh yes. glasses oh geez I uh, I don't for our sunglasses and for our gaming glasses guys um honestly can can i just this is not like hear me when i say this i i am i i, I want you to know when i say this i'm not like shilling or selling. I don't want to say this, but like so many people have come up to me and been like, where did you get your glasses? Yep. <laughs> like, cause I have, I, I bought, I actually, we received some from Gooder full disclosure. Uh, but we also, I bought a pair because I like the color and they're like neon blue with uh, purple reflective lenses in them. And they're called uh, 
Electric uh, Dinotopia Carnival. <laughs> uh, so, you know, for our friends over at Retrologic, that, those glasses are literally dinosaurs. Yes, uh, they are. And so uh, I, I was wearing those the other day and a guy came up to me and he's like, Dave, look, I got, where did you get your glasses? I was like, you know, you can go over to gooder.com and they have all these styles. They have the kind with the lenses that go all the way across. They have the kind like mine. They have the individual lenses. They have all kind of, plus they have the gaming glasses that Tim's got on right now that block blue light, uh, help keep your eyes feeling fresh. Yep. If you're having to stare at the screen and you can go over there to gooder.com, use the same code NINDADS, N-I-N-D-A-D-S, gets you 15% off your purchase. There's been lots of people in our community who have already gone over and gotten glasses. These are some of the lightest um, glasses, sunglasses and glasses you'll ever wear. They're, they're great um, for driving. They don't like make it too dark, you know, and block things out. Uh, and I know, uh, Tim, you've, you've been using those, those gaming glasses a lot. Um, yeah, I use them there. I keep them at my desk. So when I get back to my desk, I yeah. take these off my prescription ones and put these on. Cause I don't, I don't need my prescriptions technically to look at my computer screen or, you know, even gaming, you know, on my switch or something. And cool. I've definitely noticed, um, there's days when I wore my regular glasses and sometimes you get that headache or something. If you stare at the screen too long or whatever, in my job, I have to stare at screens all day. So, um, when I've, I noticed when I started wearing these, I do not remember getting a, uh, you know, a headache at all. So that's cool, man. I love it. I love it. So head over to gooder.com. Use the code NINDADS, N-I-N-D-A-D-S. Get your 15% off on a pair of sweet glasses It'll make people walk up to you in the Walmart parking lot and ask you where you got them. Right. There you go. Or wherever you are, wherever yep. you are. I was driving the other day and saw somebody I knew and I rolled down the window. The first thing they said was sweet glasses. <laughs> right. There you go. Uh, so guys, that's our, uh, that's our little news break here in the middle. Let's discuss a rumor real quick. So not to be outdone by uh, Persona 4 Ultimax uh, coming to Nintendo Switch, the rumor is flying around uh, as of this week that Persona 3 Portable and Persona 4 Golden uh, may get remasters that will come to the Switch. Uh, Jesse, I'm going to throw this over to you because you've played way too much Persona. Uh, obviously, this can happen because Persona 3 Portable was on PSP. Um, and I think Golden was as well, correct? Vita, Vita, Gold, I'm sorry, Golden Vita. was they were on, yeah, Golden was Vita, and did that one did get a release on PC via Steam? Okay, so what do you think? Are this, is this it's doable, uh, right? It's very doable, and I, I, I do hope that they do get remasters instead of just porting the PS2 era graphics over in, in both games, but uh. I, I I will buy these again and play them if I have the time. Yeah, but, <laughs> I would play these. I, I would be very interested. Yeah, yeah. I I I played last time I played Persona Three. It wasn't the portable version; it was the Fez version. So that was uh, the the PS2 release, and uh, that that was like then Persona Four. I've played PS2 version, the the vanilla version, and the golden version on Vita, and the each they're like hundred hour games each. <laughs> And then, gotcha. 
That's a lot of game. Yeah. People are still hoping for five Royal as well. But right. We don't have, yeah. That don't also have five yet. is a lot of game. Uh, well, we'll have to see if that pans out. Maybe it's part of the, uh, what is this? Is like a 25th anniversary well, celebration 20, for Persona 25th this year? 25th anniversary of Persona. Yeah. yeah the, so, the, first, uh, we may- the first Persona game was a PS1 era. And, and you know what's funny about that is if we if that happens, we'll actually get more Persona games for their 25th anniversary than we got Zelda games for the 35th anniversary. I'm crying now. <laughs> well, let's discuss our top 10 games of the year. All right, guys, so it is time for us to talk about our top 10 Nintendo Switch games of the year. We've also thrown in some Nintendo honorable mentions as well because we can because we run the show. Uh, but uh, what we're going to do is tonight we're going to share our list with you. Justin has also prepared a list. And, and then we're asking you, our community members over on Discord, to share your list with us. And those will be added to a spreadsheet and weighted and graded. And we will share with you our Final top 10 list, I believe the first week in January. Is that correct? I believe so. I, yeah, I don't remember what we said, but we... Yeah. I think it's the first and, week of January because that's a, that, I think that's the show that all of us can be on. Like, right. And and you don't... It isn't limited to Discord. So if you're not a patron, oh, okay. you're, you're free to participate. E- you know, you can email it at nintendodads at gmail.com and I'll get them and add them as well. Yep. So send us an email at nintendodads at gmail.com, like Jesse just said, or tweet us uh, at at nintendodads on Twitter, uh, and we will do our best to get those included. But an email is best. Email is best. It's easier to keep track of because I'll miss a tweet. And if you don't have 10, if you only have one, give me a top five, that's fine. And if you want to say, hey, I like these 15 games. I can treat 11 through 15 as honorable mention status. They'll still get more points than not being mentioned, just less points than a 10. Yep. Absolutely. Uh, so, guys, how do we want to do this? Do we want to go, uh, like, have a person do their all the, their top 10 list, starting with 10 going up to 1, or do we all want to do our 10s and then go around and do our 9s? Let's all start with 10s and honorable mentions and then work our way up. Sounds great. Uh Tim? Why don't you begin uh, just because you're the person next to me on my screen? (laughs) All right. My honorable mentions are uh, Monster Train and Ender Lilies, Um, two indie games, I believe. I think Monster Train is an indie game, too. But uh, Monster Train, I found just constantly thinking of that game. And um, I think our our friend Andros did a review of it for us and. for the switch and um i haven't bought it for the switch i i but it is available on the switch i've been playing it on uh xbox cloud um because it's there <laughs> so but i will i am going to be purchasing it on switch um maybe with some christmas money or something i don't know but that's definitely there and ender lilies is um another one of those indie games that just looks beautiful plays great um and has an interesting story and it's basically i like the mechanics of it because you go around you collect spirits and those spirits become your weapons and it's it was been very it's something i want to jump back into some more too and that's why it hasn't gotten higher on my list because i just haven't played enough of it to make it go higher uh with that being said number 10 i'm going to say is the dlcs for the outer worlds game 
uh, that's where my number 10 is for, cause I beat peril of Gorgon this year. It's on my number 10, even though it came out last year in 2020, September, 2020. Uh, but the outer world's murder on or er, Eridanos that did come out this year. Uh, and both of those DLCs were just, just, I love the storytelling in there. It makes me laugh and you do stupid stuff in there. It's a first person shooter. And, and I just love all the, like, uh, what do you call it? The corporate nonsense that's in this game <laughs> that they make fun of in this, in this world. So outer worlds, DLC, the peril of Gorgon and the murder of Eridanos are my cool. number 10. Awesome. Jesse tens an honorable mention. All right. Honorable mention, uh, turnip boy commits tax evasion, kind of a short, Zelda-like, if I remember right. It's been a while since I played this one, but uh, I I did like it. It had a funny story, and uh, you know, it, it was enough to, uh, I, you know, I liked it enough that I wanted to keep it on my list. So it, it I, I can't, I, I've been for the first time this year, I've actually been maintaining an active list all year round, and so it was up there, and it just eventually got pushed down past ten, <laughs> but I still wanted to keep it around. My other honorable mention is seven years from now. It was kind of like, I think it was more like a story game, visual novel like thing. It wasn't a lot of things to do. Again, again, this, but it the this this had a I think this had a fourth wall break type of thing in the story. So it uh, that that kind of caught my attention as well. Again, I don't remember much about it anymore since it's. I, Played it in, in the spring or summer, but uh, again, it was enough to be, be uh, put on my list. Okay. My number 10 is Cyanide and Happiness Freakopolis. Free, Freakpocalypse. I forgot <laughs> that you played that one. Yeah. <laughs> and, you know, I, I'm seeing all these commercials now because this game is now out on other consoles. And I'm like, when is Chapter 2 coming out? I want more. <laughs> so it's kind of like a point and click type of adventure game that uh you know i i i just like this cyanide and happiness comics and it's a funny world not not really a kid friendly game but it's still fun <laughs> oh no no it's not that's surprising <laughs> no <laughs> right okay nice uh so for me uh two what i did I'll just kind of go through the process of how I did mine is I list all the games that I think were good in a year that I really enjoyed. And then I take that list and I start it with the first item and I take that item and put it up against every other item down the list. And I make a mark next to the one that I liked more or that I I felt was better. And so eventually what you do is you've gone through the list and you've pitted every item against each other item and you have so many votes per Item, right. Yeah. Uh, and so my honorable mentions came in at a tie that was one less than number 10. And I, I don't I actually took the paper where I did all the time, the, the, you know, marks and everything I actually threw it away. So I, I can't tell you what that is, but two honorable mentions, both tied. Uh, the first one is cruising blast, which uh, I loved. I, yes. I such a fun drop in, play a couple of tracks, have, this just ridiculous experience. I did not expect that game to um, 
have like an almost burnout element to it where you can wreck your opponents and things. So yeah. yes. that was that was huge for me too. Uh, and the other one is Rogue Heroes Ruins of Tassos, which is a very heavily Zelda Link to the Past inspired roguelike uh, with some elements of prog- permanent progression. Um, I really spent a lot of time on that, enjoyed it, really need to get back to it and try to try to finish it. Um, but I, I, I did a video of it. It's up on our channel. I spoke highly of it then speak highly of it now it just didn't get enough votes but my number 10 game is poem i love toem yeah uh, i love everything about it. i love the art style love the black and white graphics i love the lo-fi music that you can get uh with the mechanic of having a walkman with you where you can literally make a mixtape of those songs that you want to use or just put them on shuffle uh and finding like all the nice. different little check off things that you can do like you know you can do so many to get out of a level, but then like to really 100% that area. Um, there's some things you really got to like think and noodle on. Uh, but it was just a, it was a super cool, enjoyable world. Another one I need to finish, but that's my number 10 for, for 2021's tone. Yeah. And then Justin's number 10 is a game. I don't think I've ever heard of. It's a uh, Flynn son of crimson. Okay. So he next time he's on, he may have to, you know, do He'll a have quick to talk, defend that one. Defend yeah. himself on some of these. Okay. But but yeah, but at least at least we have his responses. And I I'll say I think majority of the games on my list are games that no one else is gonna say. <laughs> Not just the three of us, but probably everybody who submits their top tens to me. Which means none of mine will show up in the in the official <laughs> at the end end rankings. Gotcha. But uh, I don't let's care. Keep, let, let's kind of keep vote the for same myself. schedule. All right. We'll, uh, we'll we'll spin around here the same way we've been doing. So we'll go Tim, Jesse, me, then Justin. Sounds right. good. So let's do our number nines. All right. So my number nine is Cruising Blast, the one you were just talking about. It made it on my list of number nine. So I feel all the same way you did there, Marty. Um, and you know me and my, my racing games. I So that is one that made it on my list for Nintendo. Okay. So my number nine is a game that would have been higher, but because of issues I had with the game, like soft locks and I, I, I couldn't have it higher is number nine voice of cards. The Isle dragon roars, the uh, turn-based RPG with a card aesthetic and, it's, if you like RPGs, you'll like this game, and it's, and it's not it's not entirely long. It was I think fifteen ten to fifteen hours, I think. So and the the game was like what twenty twenty five dollars. I don't remember, but uh, if, if you like RPGs, give give this one a go. Okay, nice. all that um, podcast says it's on <clears throat> sale right now. Yeah, I was going to yeah. say <laughs> my number nine game, uh, and Tim, you may have a bone to pick with me when I say this because of. Game placement uh, was Hot Wheels Unleashed. No, no problems uh, there. Scoring higher than cruising. I just, for me, <laughs> like it came down when it, when those two games came up against each other. For me, I had to give the edge to Hot Wheels because I felt like, ju- like for the long run, there's more content, right? Like once you've once you've played cruising and you've experienced like all the 
things that happen in a level you've done. Yeah, there's definitely more content in Hot Wheels, definitely. So it the content and the way the content's been done and like the um like just the quality of like the continual releases, there's been kind of a drip that's been going on over the, yes. the months since it's released. I, I feel like it's been pretty smart. Um I feel like this is kind of like a dark horse. Like people first heard about it and they're like, oh, Hot Wheels. And then it started, like people started talking about it and they're like, oh, this game is really good. <laughs> and uh, and I, like, even if you just get the base game, I think you'll have a ton of fun with it. There's a lot in the game. Um, I'm looking forward to playing more of it. So it's my number nine game, Hot Wheels nice. Unleashed. Now, I guess I'll read Justin's here. Uh, for him, it was The Legend of Zelda Skyward Sword HD. Coming in at number nine. Oh yeah, sorry, I was I was typing in the chat, so I missed it. That's okay. <laughs> so no, no problem. Yeah, so, uh, yeah, let's he, look back around. That, for... He put that one low. He's going to have to defend himself yeah. on that one too. Yeah. <laughs> well, uh, let's let's look back here uh, to Tim for number eight. All right, number eight. I put say no more. That game out came out earlier this year and was hilarious. I was dying laughing most of that game. And just had a lot of fun and, and, and beating the game, getting through the whole storyline and everything like that. Just, just, it was crazy, stupid fun. So it, it's eight, number eight on my list. Cool. Yeah. My number eight is Love Esquire, which is, again, not a game for the kids, uh, <laughs> but uh, it's a you know, the visual novel game at uh, where you, there was like five different, ladies that you could talk to and try to get to fall in love with you. One of which is your stepsister, which is kind of gross, but you know, they, they put a, they, they, you didn't find out until later on in the game that she wasn't biologically related to you, but that didn't make it feel any better. Uh, and the funny part is that's like the first one I got the final ending on the, the best ending on, <laughs> but, but yeah, so, Again, if you like visual novels and are okay with a little etchy, then uh, yeah, give the there's the Love Esquire. Mm. Cool. I'll have to add that to my wish list. Okay. Uh, for me, my number eight game uh, is Death's Door, and I know that it just came out, but there was I was kind of hype around this one uh, as it was uh, looking like Enter the Gungeon meets Zelda. I'm not disappointed. It's just <laughs> super hard. Yeah. It's really difficult, but uh, at least when I lose, I'm like, man, this is gorgeous. Uh, <laughs> super atmospheric. I love it. Um, if you're a souls fan, I think this one is right up your alley. Yeah. Don't, I'm don't not. be put off by the, uh, by the art style. Don't miss it. That's eight death's door. Nice. And Justin's is, Dodgeball Academia. Yeah. That one that makes sense. Do. That one makes sense. Yeah. I don't think he has to defend that one. Okay. <laughs> Very good. That's true. We'll, we'll, we'll let him off the, for that one. Uh, Tim, hit us with that uh, number seven. All right. Number seven is a surprised game that, well, it surprised me and how well I had, uh, it was for I me. Mean, Back up a minute. It surprised me and how well it was done and how much fun I had with it. And that's Lego Builder's Journey. 
I bought it just to see what it was going to be like. And I ended up, it's a short game. You can actually play through all the puzzles and beat the story. There's a story there that actually made me shed a tear because of, of how sweet the story was. Um, but it's kind of like a, a if I remember correctly, because it's been a while, but it's basically a parent and a child, essentially, you know, they show their closeness at the beginning of the game, the parent and the child going camping to get home. And then that the, the, the parent, excuse me, has to go to work um, and can't spend time with their child. Don't then, spoil it. Don't spoil so, it. So no, I'm not, they just can't spend time with their child. And then the child gets lost in these, in these puzzles essentially, and has to, they have to find their way together again. So it's just a really good story that again, I think uh, on one of the games you mentioned, Marty was, it's a really good story that didn't involve any words or, um, you know, talking or anything like that. So it's a really good game. I enjoyed it that much. And that's why it's number seven on my list. Very cool. Okay. My, okay, my turn. My number seven is lost in random. That uh, was, was that published by EA mm-hmm. or Published by EA, yep, and developed by... Yeah, so despite that, I played it anyway, and I did enjoy it. Uh, it had the <laughs> Tim Burton-esque uh, yes. art style, and that was really that was real fun. Thanks. Very cool. Uh, number seven for me. I actually thought this one would score a little higher, but it just didn't, uh, and that is Loop Hero, which... Gah, Probably too uh, new. You didn't put enough time into it yet. I can't say enough good about Loop Hero. I'm going to save it because it's, it's, and we're going to talk about when we get to what I've been playing because I've been playing a lot of it. Uh, it's just good. Guys, go get Loop Hero. Go get it. It's so good. It's so good. Uh, that's my number seven. Justin's number seven was Spelunky 2. Not the first one, Spelunky 2. Also, not going to find him about yeah, that. Yeah, I, I think the rest of his <laughs> list is all reasonable. Yeah, yeah, I'm not going to find him about that. It's just those uh, those nine and ten was yeah, weird. The first, first couple <laughs> ones were kind of off. That's okay. Uh, Tim, number six. All right, my number six is Doki Doki Literature Club Plus. Yes. Um, so it was one of those things that I don't normally play games like this, as Jesse has known <laughs> that I've talked about. So this was all new for me. And I, as crazy as it was, I enjoyed every moment of it as crazy as the story went (laughs) and it was just fun and, and surprising at every turn as it got later and later in the story. So, uh, again, one of those games you don't play in front of the kids because it has some (laughs) very crazy subject matter. Uh, The first thing the game says is don't play this if you're easily disturbed and it is a hundred percent. Or if you had accurate. depression or anything like that too. Yeah. So. I just, after you guys talked about it, I went to Wikipedia and read the plot. Nope. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yes, exactly. Nope. So yeah, uh, definitely. I'm surprised it didn't get higher. It was at the time playing it along with another one of these games, it would have been higher, but of course there's other games that just kind of pushed it down the list. So, but it's, it's there. Number six, Doki Doki literature club plus. Yeah, the people in chat are kind of picking on Silvato right now based on his comments about Pokemon. Did, did, did you hear about that? Yeah. 
uh, basically, uh, the, the creator of Doki Doki Literature Club uh, showed a screenshot, two screenshots of Arceus and basically said GameCube level graphics on a franchise that grosses more than da 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 all these things. Why in the world can we not get better? And, and my answer is one, it doesn't have to. <laughs> no, well, that's true. Right. But for one, uh, I don't think those are GameCube era graphics. Uh, that I think that's a little hyperbole. That's a little blown out of proportion. Well, most of the models they have are still like the same type of models they use in the 3DS. Just also, I kind of wanted texture. to say, you, you know what my comment was when I saw that? Hmm. You made a game where no characters moved. So hush. <laughs> it was just art and text. So shh. <laughs> yeah, anyway. And, and if, if they did make a Pokemon game that looked like Detective Pikachu movie. I don't know if I'd want to play it. Some of those look creepy. <laughs> right. Mr. Mime. Exactly. Mr. Mime from Detective Pikachu could be in a horror game. If it, I, I, right, and it's, if, it's basically if Game Freak made brought Pokemon over to the PlayStation. That's how they would make that game. Sure. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So uh, my turn. Yeah, this is the game that I played earlier this year on Xbox. So I have not played the Switch version, but since it's now re- released on Switch, I'm counting it. Uh, the Wild at Heart. Nice. It's uh, the it's not Pikmin. Pikmin. <laughs> yep. <laughs> That's pretty much all you need to know. If you like Pikmin, give this game a call. Nice. Cool. And if you have yeah. an Xbox, I think it's still free on Game Pass. It's on my wish list, like of the. I hope that people buy this for me. You know, because I mean, I'm like, if I get an eShop card for Christmas, I'm probably that's probably right. what it's going to. But I needed to clear some other games. I actually need to buy some other games before that. Uh, <laughs> my number six is, and you might could argue that this is not a game, but that's okay. My number six is Animal Crossing New Horizons Happy Home Paradise DLC. Oh, DLC. If DLC was released this year, it's good. It counts. Uh, I think this for a lot of Someone already said Fortnite because of the content from 2021. Yeah. I'm like, sure, the, I'll count um, it. This for me and, and a lot of people, I will say even the 2.0 update and this mm-hmm. breathed a lot of life back into the game. I'm playing again, uh, not as much as I used to, but way more frequently than it's been six months and I haven't visited my town. Uh, I really like, I've always thought that the happy home stuff was good. I feel like the game boy or the, I always want to call it a game boy. The 3ds <laughs> game was a tech demo. That's all it was, um, for what was to come, but I'm glad that it was there so that we can have this. I think it's a great addition. Um, I love the fact that, you know, we get a big meaty, content upgrade to Animal Crossing. So, yeah, that's my number six. Justin's number six is Eastward. Eastward. I'm not going to fight him on that either. So, there you go. Yeah. Someone in the chat said, I'm liking how a lot of these games are indie games. I'm like, yeah. 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 Well, that's not the case for me from here forward, but that's okay. (laughs) I got, I got, uh, I guess maybe one that could be counted or no okay. two that's counted there, but all right. We're in my, the top five here with you, Tim. 
Yep. Number five, Monster Hunter Rise is my number five because of, like I mentioned earlier, it is when I can sit down and spend some time with it, I just have fun exploring in the game, getting after those monsters, getting the parts I need to make some cool armor. And then whenever I did play with other people, it was a lot of fun to get people going in it. And even Sammy bought the game because he wanted to play along with me too. So we, there was times where we'd get together and do some, you know, monster mashing <laughs> so monster hunter rise especially with how wonderful of a job capcom did by getting that type of game with uh how well it looks on the switch um just looks fantastic on the switch especially you know um like when it first starts up and all that kind of stuff you're just kind of blown away when you first see it at least i was so I give it props, and that's why it's number five on my list. Cool. My number five is Super Mario 3D World plus Bowser's Fury. Though I, I never did finish my playthrough of 3D World. I did 100% the Bowser's Fury, and that was a great time. And I'm hoping whatever the next Mario game is, it's more of that. Okay. Yeah. I agree. Uh, for- I agree. Number five for me was The Legend of Zelda Skyward Sword HD. Um, it made me like this game. <laughs> I won't say that I love you it. Tried, um, you tried hard not to, huh? I No, I, like in, I, I'm, let, let's go back to the days of the Wii where I was in line that day, for number one in line to pick up my pre-order copy of Skyward Sword with, uh-huh. the, uh, with the gold Joy-Con super excited was actually going out of town that weekend and took my Wii with me so that I could play in the hotel, you know, uh, even though it was like a six hour drive from where I was, I was getting there super late. I still wanted to boot it up and try it, uh, made it all the way until you get to the desert area for the second time. And, uh, well in the coming weeks, not that night, but, uh, made all the way to the second desert area, and my Wii decided to stop reading discs. Oh. So I sent it to Nintendo for a fix and they erased all my data. And I said, nope, not doing it again. Oh, yeah. yeah I'm not. Don't blame you. And so I never finished it. Uh, I was already frustrated with the motion controls, the forced yeah. motion controls to begin with. So they fixed everything that was wrong with this game and made it really playable for me. I finished it um, pretty soon after it came out. Thought it was great, but it's still like it's still in the lower tier of Zelda's for me. Okay, for for just there's there's a lot of um, and that's not bad because most no, Zelda's no, are great. I mean, even the lower tier <laughs> Zelda's are really good. Right. Right. Um, the the uh, I will say this that we're not talking about sc- Sonic. It here. may have scored higher. Yeah, right. <laughs> it may have scored higher for me personally if. Um, the whole tad tone section wasn't in the game at all. No, that's the worst part of the game. Uh, and also the just needless fetch questing. So like that was very much to extend the hours of the game. Yeah. I heard about that one. That's my opinion. I'm sticking to it. That's my number five. Uh, Go ahead. I was going to say a quick story about your, your loss of the game and not continuing there. Mine I think I mentioned this before in the show when Sam was younger, 
he played uh, my Minish Cap. I had it on, uh, he got a hold of it and I was starting to play it and get through it. I was, I felt like I was really close to beating it and he erased my file. And I was just like, nope, not doing it again. I'll have to come back to this, can, you know, again can later. I, can I share <laughs> with you the story of the the event that I think ruined my wife on video games? Hmm. Sure. We had Lego Pirates of the Caribbean for the Xbox for 360. Yeah. She loves Lego games. And when she plays a Lego game, it is not just to beat the game. We're going to unlock all of the secret characters. <laughs> right. right. Yes. If you ever played Lego Pirates of the Caribbean, the way that you unlock secret characters or hidden characters is they have to run by you like on the docks, like you have to find them in the open area and talk to them. And it you can pay the amount of studs to unlock them. She was at 99.9% complete. Oh, no. All she had was one character who was super inconsequential, like it was like pirate number three <laughs> or something like that. <laughs> and one day my son started a game of Lego Pirates of the Caribbean. And, and saved it. over her file. Oh, man. Wow. My wife has never complained about a video game or been upset about a video game. She called me at work. Ah. Yeah. And she was like, do you know what your son just did? <laughs> it becomes your kid, right? It's, like it's no longer those, her kid it was anymore. one of those moments where it was like, the, I'm trying to stay calm. And she's like, I had 99.9%. <laughs> She was, I mean, she was emotional about it. Right. And I, yeah. I get it because I've been there. That's happened. I think it ruined her on video games. She was never into it as much oh, after man. that. And yeah. maybe it was that and the combination of having two kids 14 months apart. But, you know, who, who knows? Yeah. Anyway, uh, Justin's number five is just life is strange. He doesn't say which one. It's just life is strange. There's so many of them out on Twitch. All of them. <laughs> true, true colors, colors probably yeah see your true colors shining through sing it marty sing it. no that's only lyrics <laughs> to the song i know uh, <laughs> that's uh tim take us into number four number four is lot my is lost in random mine's a little bit higher on my list than jesse's uh, but it's higher on there because I like the mechanics uh, and the story and the, the nightmare before Christmas type feel to it. Uh, it's very nightmare before Christmas. Yeah. I just, I love every bit of it. So it's, that's not why it's, that is why it's number four on my list. Highly cool. recommended. Love it. My number four is persona five strikers which I completely forgot was a 2021 game. I thought it was older than that. And then I remembered, oh yeah, I played the demo in 2020 because it was out, the demo was out in Japan, the Japanese, yeah, yeah. Japanese region, <laughs> but not here. So yeah. And it's, you know, a sequel to it's a sequel to the persona five game that we don't yet have on the switch, right. but you, you kind of don't need to know the story. You, they, they fill in the holes, but still, it still helps. If you if you've played the original game first, hmm. okay. Uh, my number four game, WarioWare. Get it together. Love me some WarioWare. 
Did not see WarioWare on the uh, 2021 bingo card. And then it came out of nowhere. <laughs> and I still love this game, even though it's, I wish it was just games. I wish, you know, like instead of like, we've got to be in the game playing the game. I wish it was just games, but still a lot of fun. Still play it. It's got a lot of hidden content. It's good. It's good stuff. Nice. Justin's number four, Super Mario 3D World plus Bowser's Fury. There it is. Number four. There it is. There it is. Let's do number three. Number three, World's End Club. This is another one of those games where I don't play a lot of these type of games. You're welcome. But it, again, <laughs> it was uh, the type of story, the twist and turns, a uh, little bit of time travel in it, too, that I wasn't expecting. Was It was really cool. And just see if I can say this without giving anything away. It's basically when you think you're done, you're not done. I'll just say that. So... <laughs> So, yeah. So, uh, and, and I loved it. I loved it. It was just like, Oh wow, I got to go do this now. So it was, again, it's one of those games where you can't talk about it because you don't want to give anything away, but it's really fun. And, uh, I really, really hope some people checked it out or if not, at least put it, go read up on a synopsis or something on it. Cause it is a really fun game. So that is my number three. My number three is The Legend of Zelda Skyward Sword HD. You know, I, uh, I, this is my third playthrough. I played it twice on the Wii. And I, my, my kind of one-line review when I first played it was, this was a good 50-hour game. It would have been a great 30-hour game. Yes. And I still yes. stand by that. I think I my, my playthrough was fast, was much faster. I don't know if it's because I'm better or if 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 it is because of how they sped up the beginning and had some quality of life stuff in there, probably both. And uh, but yeah, I liked it. And I did play the when you played it, Marty. This did you did you use button controls or did you use? I did. Versions? I used the, the use the stick control. It was fantastic. Yeah. I I I continued to use the motion controls for everything except for like the pumpkin shooting game. I had to use the, I had to go to a joystick for that. Other than, and I think I I think I hundred percented. I think I got all the collectibles. I did not. I was satisfied with being done. I just remembered the first time I I beat demise. It was very close. Like I had gone through all of my potions, all of my fairies, and I had a half of a heart left. It was beeping at me. So I'm <laughs> you know, like, I want to have full health going into this fight. And it was significantly easier. I don't know if I just didn't catch the patterns the first time through, because I sure as hell got them this time. <laughs> yeah. Uh, my number three game, surprised I didn't see this on anyone else's list. I'm going to be honest is oh. Mario Party Superstars uh, for the new brand-new Mario Party game, uh, bringing back Nintendo 64 and GameCube games and mostly N64 boards. Love it. Um, this was, uh, like, I'm going to call some people out here because this is what a lot of people wanted Mario Party to be, right? We want yep. We want the more traditional board game style. We don't want the extra dice. We don't want this. And this came out to crickets. 
So stop asking for stuff and then not buying it. Chirp, chirp. Yep. Yes, uh, it is. One of the things, though, uh, let me put, put this into perspective, maybe, and this will might help you, Marty. Uh, and maybe if not saying an explanation for everybody, but for me, I did not buy this game yet. Why didn't I buy this game? Because I bought the Super Mario Party game before thinking we would get DLC and all that kind of stuff when I haven't seen anything from that game. So I'm a little hesitant to go buy another Mario Party game that I don't think I'll get support with. I Yeah, and I, I get that. And I think that that speaks to a bigger problem that we have in the gaming industry as a whole of we used to buy a game like this for the same, for the retail price. And it was it. Yeah. It was like, you know, like when Mario, like think about this, like I know we're far past this, but when super Mario Kart came out, it had, you know, it had what it eight had. racers yep. four battle tracks and four cups. Right. That was it. Yep. And we were happy with it and we played the crap out of it, but now it's like, oh, yeah. Well, I'm going to wait and see if the DLC is any good. And, and really, <laughs> no, I'm trying I mean, to wait to like see what thing, kind not, of support not, they're going to be. I'm not, well, but what I want to say is, is five boards and a host of characters and a bunch of cool mini games not enough? Probably is. I Maybe it was just because I felt like I got burned on the other one. All right. I, and, I, and hear me, I'm not throwing you under the bus here at all. I don't want it to feel. No, like no, that. I get it. No. Like, I just think that, that like, I was one of those guys too that was like, man, this is no brainer. Like, put out a new board, you know, put <laughs> right. out some more games, add a couple of characters. But I also said that about Super Mario Odyssey. And what I think happens is this is that we rush through a game. It's like, all right, well, DLC, you know, and then it doesn't come or like, well, that game yeah. sucked. Which, <laughs> and the thing is, is like Mario Odyssey has 999 moons for you to find. Right. Yeah. There's a and lot of stuff to like, collect. There's tons of content in that. Breath of the Wild has tons of content, but we're like, well, there's no DLC. So uh, 999 pieces of crap. Well, I don't know about no, that right, for Odyssey. Poop. It was, I, I, for me, it's more I get about what you're saying. I, I mean, we got I, burned. Maybe those are, maybe those are the wrong games to use, but I think like sometimes maybe we cheapen the, the, right. the, the value of a game. I do have what it is. It is on the Christmas list, though. So who knows? The family might get it as a Christmas game. Here's the deal: if you want to, <laughs> like, if if you were say, like, I would totally, I'm, I am totally for. I'm waiting for a price drop, <laughs> or I'm waiting to have some credit. But for right. me, this is fun. Like my family and I, um, well deserved. You know, uh, we we um, um, yell at each other a lot <laughs> playing this game. So. Yep. That's my number three. Before I get um, ex- uh, actually, it is nine hundred, not nine hundred ninety nine pieces of crap. Oh, yeah. Well, <laughs> there were nine hundred ninety nine moons, right? Uh, but also not nine hundred ninety nine pieces of crap. Yeah, I'm glad you did that. Um, well, I mean, we we I'm glad we did we didn't miss the fact that we would have been ninety nine pieces of poo over. Um, <laughs> Justin's number three game, Guardians of the Galaxy. Cloud Edition. Going to throw yes. that in there because that's the only way you're playing it. It's Cloud Edition. Yeah, he, had, he doesn't have X. I don't think he has Xbox or PlayStation, so he would have played the Switch version. Yep. All right. Top two. Here we go. Okay. Yep. And when we do our non-Tendo honorable mentions after this, uh, I got yeah, a question that's, about that's yours. Uh, one of yours Marty? there, Marty. Yeah, I have a question about yours. Well, can I can I say this? 
Everybody sure. knows what your number one's going to be. <laughs> <laughs> no, nobody knows what my number one's going to be. What are you talking about? Okay. My number two is a juggler's tale. It is an indie game that I absolutely love and adore and would have been my number one if it wasn't for Metroid Dread. <laughs> so I'm glad you, just let's just go ahead and do one and two together. That's, yeah. That's so good. Metroid Dread is my number one for the year. Um, but number two, definitely a lot. I, I've shouted it out on Twitter because everybody knows Metroid Dread is my number one. I've mentioned it ever since the game came out uh, and I beat it and played it. And it was just like, that's my number one right off the bat. And nothing came out to replace it. Number two, very close number two is Juggler's Tale. It's a short game. Um, it is a platformer game. You're a marionette uh, and you use those mechanics. It's part of the mechanics. The strings that for the marionette puppet is part of the mechanics. It's part of the story. And there's twists and turns, just like some of the other games that I put on my list have twists and turns in the story. It's just... I love this game and I hope people give it a chance and check it out and add it to the list. Um, and then of course, Metroid dread is Metroid dread uh, 19 years waiting for this game uh, and finally got it. And it was everything that I hoped to be plus more for a Metroid game, a 2d Metroid game. So happy to have that there and it's deserving of number one on my list. Okay. My, my number two is World's End Club, and for the you know, like for the same reasons as what Tim said, you know, it's you know, it was, this game and that seven years from now came out around the same time, and they both kind of had the fourth wall breaking element in there, which yeah, that was uh, pretty fun. And yes, the theme song in that game is probably the best track in 2021. I still listen to it. I have it on my soundboard. Just because I, when I, norm before I, before I stream, or before we record, and I forgot to do it today, I normally push all my buttons to cache all the the files, so it doesn't take as long to, you know, for for so time. Fire up, <laughs> yeah, and I'll just let I, I I'll stop like the theme, I'll stop the outro, but I'll let that song run run it through its course every week. <laughs> Give you five seconds of it right now. Okay. Uh... <laughs> that, that we probably already got a copyright strike for that, but who cares? We'll find out. Yeah. Still and can be greater than the best video game song of all time from whatever that song is from Persona 5 at the very beginning. Oh, yeah, yeah. Last surprise. Sorry. Best video game song of all time. I thought you were talking about the Opera House scene in Final Fantasy VI. <laughs> That's a close second. <laughs> Speaking of which, that Pixel Remaster should be coming out soon for that. Anyway, my number one is not Metroid Dread, because I only have about an hour and a half in and got stuck on, a, on an Emmy, and it Ooh, pissed me off to the no, point okay. where I didn't want to touch it anymore. <laughs> My number one is Doki Doki Liter Literature Club Plus. Yay! You know, kind of going with what Marty said in the previous year, I went with the game that brought me the most joy. And yes, you know, mm. you know how much I actually double dipped. I bought the digital version and the physical version, even though I had to wait an extra two months. But you know, I got the physical version, 
and uh, we. I just remember you how much you wanted um, the other dads to play when I used to be a listener. Yeah, when when this game (laughs) when the game came out on Steam, I wanted Zach to play it just so I could have someone to talk with. Right, and he never did. So four years later, I was finally able to talk about it. We have a spoiler cast. Check it out if you haven't heard it yet. Yeah. If you don't want to be spoiled. I, I mentioned it in the chat when someone says I'm on the fence about buying this. If you're thinking about playing it, don't spoil yourself. That is half the fun of the game is seeing things the first yeah, time through. I can see that. Yep. And um, if you're still unsure about if you want to pay $15 for it, the 2017 Steam version is free. Yep. Hmm. The base game is still the same base game. It just doesn't have the same add-ons. Gotcha. Gotcha. Uh, Okay, so my number two game, the greatest Mario game of all time, Super Mario 3D World plus Bowser's Fury. I'm so glad that people finally got to experience what is possibly, no, not possibly, is the greatest 3D Mario game of all time. Uh, 3D World is... Our generation's Mario 3. Yeah, I remember I tried playing that on the Wii U several years ago, uh, you know, after playing Odyssey. And I'm like, oh my God, this is a slog. And I didn't get oh, past man. the first few levels. And they yeah. they, they sped it up. But, really they did some nice. good stuff with this and sped it up. Yeah, it's uh, uh, a lot of good quality co- uh, of life improvements. And Bowser's Fury was Chef's Kiss. It was so good. I, I would have um, loved it if they would have added land to the same thing, mm, like 3D World and land. If it, yeah, yeah, I would, I would be on board with that. 3D land that needs, cool. I needs loved its land. Day in the sun. Though, yeah. though some uh, of those well. rooms in 3D land really needs the 3D. Otherwise, yeah, or you, true. Oh, very oh, true. You ain't kidding. Or that's, you just that's probably don't, why. Or just change up those puzzles so yeah, don't don't do just give, um, give just give the i'll just go play yeah. it on my 3ds this, this game if you <laughs> like if you haven't got it and you have a switch and you're a mario fan what the crap man go get mario <laughs> 3d world bowser's fury but my number one game of 2021 was doki doki literature club no <laughs> it was uh metroid dread it's metroid dread right it's it will always be metroid dread it's Yay, Metroid Dread. Woo. Oh my gosh. What an absolute masterpiece this game is. We've talked about it. We don't need to say anything else about it. You need to play it. Metroid <laughs> Dread, number one. Uh, even if everything else on this list, well, no, I won't say that. Uh it like I I could take my list, and if 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 the only games on my list this year had been Metroid Dread and Loop Hero. Uh, and told them I'd have been satisfied. Seriously. Uh, but what a good year. Like I was telling Tim, uh, looking back and listing all these games, what an awesome year uh, for right. gaming 2021 yep. was. Uh, and 2022 looks to be even crazier. Justin's number two game, Death's Door. His number one game, Metroid Dread. Three out of four Nintendo dads approved. Uh, <laughs> yeah. uh, uh, so I I have our four entries and three other people's already listed in my spreadsheet. Of those who mentioned Metroid Dread, all of them are number one. Not everyone okay. had it in their list, like like I didn't. And I then, like you, so, how you said of those who listed. I was like, don't spoil it. <laughs> but right. you didn't. And, it's okay. 
Right. And then so far, everyone had Bowser's Fury in there somewhere. Oh, there, there's more. Uh, <laughs> let's talk very, very briefly here, guys, about our Nintendo honorable mentions, because, yes, we do play other systems uh, other than um, <laughs> right. Switch. Uh, Justin doesn't. Uh, so he didn't give us any. Uh, he plays Stadia. Yeah, okay. he plays Stadia. Uh, Tim, we'll just start with you, uh, your Nintendo top five. Let us have them. Sure. My top five uh, is my number one. Uh, actually, I'll start with number five. Number five, Mini Motorways. Uh, that I played that I on that Steam. Game. And uh, it's it's coming to the Switch in 2022 I as play well. play on my iPad all the time. And I'll probably be getting it once it comes there. I'm going to double dip on that one because it's such uh, a yeah, chill game. And I want to be able to play it on the go and all that kind of stuff. So uh, with my switch. So I'm looking forward to that coming. And I think it's supposed to be early 2022, if I remember. And I interviewed the developers on it. So we talked about it briefly there. It's in our uh, it's in our YouTube channels. So very cool. Uh, Age of Empire number four. Uh, so so Age of Empires four is at number four. <laughs> <laughs> So, uh, and again, because it, it scratched that itch, that RTS itch that I've been wanting to, to scratch for a long time. So maybe I should go see a doctor for that. I don't know. But anyways, um, I've, I've had a lot of fun with that. And every now and then I'll fire that up and just play, you know, some of that there too. So, and hopefully I'll find some time to play some more of that again next year. Uh, number three, Halo Infinite. And even that includes the campaign that I started and unfortunately, I keep having to do the beginning of that over and over because I can't seem to reach a save point either uh, because of my cloud uh, wasn't connecting right or something like that, the cloud version. And um, it crashed. I mean, the first time I fired it up and got to a certain point and then I got up to a certain point um, and then I had to stop to do something else uh, dealing with the house and stuff like that. And I just I lost my progress. Well, it wasn't you? the cloud. The second time it was just more of, I, I thought I could just let it sit and come back to it. No, it shuts down because you're not being active and stuff. So it makes sense. I'm just going to have to redo the beginning again you're just one be more time. Really good at that first 15 to 30 minutes. Right. <laughs> right. So uh, I don't know how long it takes to get to the to the point where it saves, but I haven't reached it yet apparently. But at least I'm getting better at shooting. <laughs> but it is everything everybody's saying it is since I've started it. I played multiplayer. I love playing that and um, playing the single campaign. I'm 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 dying to play it some more and just be able to focus on that and not get interrupted and lose my spot. Um. So as I'm playing it, it may go up my list more, but right now I haven't played enough for it to go up further on my list. Uh, number two for me is Destiny 2. Uh, it's new for me because I have never played Destiny 2, and I've been playing it on Stadia. And uh, it's a game that I think um, Justin, in fact, was like, hey, let's find a game to play together and do Stadia Dads or whatever. And I was like, okay, let's do Destiny 2. So I played it, got it. The hang of it but i haven't played it in probably a month now so i'll probably have to play it again to get a hang of it but uh 
I played Destiny 1 when that came out. I think PlayStation 3 and loved that game. Uh, and just loving every minute of Destiny 2 when I jump into there and stuff like that. And then my number one, of course, is for a Nintendo game, is a racing game. And that is Forza Horizon 5. It is an absolute blast to play that game. It is an open world racing game, like some of my other favorite racing games. Um, but it's fun and relaxing for me. Just jump in, go in, do a race somewhere. And it even has leaderboards for me to check up against other people and, and all that kind of stuff. So that's my number one non-Tendo top five. Cool. Jesse, you may I, not have I, five. I, I didn't have anything prepared. So I don't have five, but off the top of my head, you know, the is uh the the game I bought and streamed as a joke on Father's Day, uh, Power Wash Simulator. Oh, I wish I wish that it, this had been announced today or this week for the indie world. I really want this to come to Switch. <laughs> yeah, so it's a, you know it's an early access game, so which has updates since, and I I uh, I don't have Steam running now, but. I think I have over 60 or 70 hours into it. I, I have completed every, you know, everything to do in career mode. I haven't gone through and done any of the challenges. I don't care about that. In fact, they added multiplayer now. You can have, I think, up to two people can do you can have a, <laughs> a bunch of dads racing power wash race. <laughs> and, 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 and they're all wearing... Like these suits, they kind of looks like on a squid game. <laughs> Some Which people kinda... do, do do power wash in that kind of attire. Yeah. So, and the other one, not really a game, but I want to talk about it a little bit. Um, announced last week at the Game Awards, the Matrix Unreal Five demo. Yeah, I haven't gotten to do this yet. I watched it as I, I don't have a system to play it. So I just watched a YouTube video of it. Yeah. When the thing started, I thought it was it for me. And then it started doing things. I'm like, Oh my God, this is real time render. And uh, yeah, I was kind of impressed with it. And uh, it got to a point where it, I'm able to like walk around in the area and fly. And I'm like, okay, now I don't care anymore. It isn't good. <laughs> but you know, but you know everything up to that was really impressive. But I'm, th- I don't think we're going to, at least not this generation, we're not going to see games that look that good, because it is a controlled experience. Mm-hmm. You you don't have free reign over what you can do. Your the camera is always limited. You might be able to go left and right during the driving and shooting parts. When you're shooting out other other cars' tires and whatnot, which kind of reminded me of like a House of the Dead type thing in an arcade, you know? <laughs> yeah, you're on rails. Yeah, you're on rails. Yeah, yeah. But you know, so because it's limited and very fixed in what it's showing you, it can do more things per frame. But if it had a bigger scope and you can go anywhere, it w- I don't think it would work. You know, maybe another ten years, maybe. But oh, I so- think sooner. I do think sooner. Well, yeah, if you want to have a two thousand dollar system, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, he's got I, a point. I, I, yes. <laughs> yeah, have you seen the cost of a thirty eighty? We'll see it in the cloud. <laughs> Actually, we won't because the you know the 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 
compression needed to to send the all that much data. Oh, it won't gonna, work in the cloud. It's, okay, it's going to ruin it. You know, it it might look. Yeah, it'll, I was going to say if it's in the cloud, you guys might see. It. I mean, <laughs> yeah, right. I watch a video yeah. on it on YouTube. Yeah, right. frame, act know, like a, I'm playing. A, a single frame might look nice, but you know, I don't think it'll animate well over the cloud. Okay. But yeah, it, it it was, and I actually downloaded it on both PS5 and Xbox. I wanted to run through both and kind of do a compare. I played it on the PS5 first. And I haven't had a chance to play it on the Xbox. But the, I, I think the X, the PlayStation version was five gigs smaller. It was like twenty five hmm. gigs versus thirty gigs. I don't remember. One of them was five gigs smaller than the other. I don't remember which ones. <laughs> I don't know that I have enough room on my PS5 for it. I'm gonna have to do the the um, storage expansion soon, just to have like you know a couple of games on there. Right. Buy, buy a three three hundred dollars in storage for your six hundred dollars system. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. I haven't done that yet. I, I I have the expansion for Xbox, but not for PlayStation. No, I do. I do have. For Xbox One games and PS4 games, each system has a five terabyte hard drive on it. But wow. if you want to, but the, for the newer games, they can't be on a, on an external drive. They have to be in the SSDs. Hmm. So those are the, those are my two Nintendo games I wanted to talk about. Gotcha. Uh, I've actually got four here that I wanted to mention, um, and uh, so these are just ones that I played on on. PS5, really. I mean, that's that's the only other system I own. It's the only other system I play on. Uh, one of them I have just started, and that is Kena Bridge of Spirits. Um, it's uh, kind of like what if Pixar made um, Horizon Zero Dawn? Okay. Oh. All right. Um, you are you play as Kena, who is. Um, charged like she's part of this group of people who hunt down um spirits who don't pass on peacefully and help them transition to the spirit world so it's a more aggressive uh, spirit fairer yeah uh, kind of but like you also find these you're also finding these little bitty um like they kind of look like black gumdrops with arms and legs called the rot and they like help you do stuff so like you can like command them to pick up something and move it so you can jump on top of it and get up to a higher place. Or they actually are the thing that purifies the areas that you go into. They're contaminated. Like you have to eliminate the enemies to build up their courage and then they'll run to you and you use them on these flowers. And when they explode, the corruption goes away. It's a beautiful game. That is a confusing um, description. <laughs> yeah, but it's, it's not as much as... Um, it is, I've I found that it is way more puzzle-based than it is action-based. And the action feels a little clunky, but um, other than that, it's pretty good. Uh, Ratchet and Clank, Rift Apart, uh, I also played on PS5. Um, could not put it down when it came out. It is absolutely gorgeous. I never got uh, around to going back to that. I tried. One of I, the best I need to do that. Uh, Ratchet and Clank games that there's been. It left me wanting more. I felt like it ended way too soon. I could have played another 10, 15 hours of it. Um, but I finished actually, pretty much everything. I actually won that game from the trophy room guys 
um, yeah. PS Trophy Room guys, and so I got two games for the PS Five. I can't play it because I don't have a PS Five yeah. yet. So, so speaking of <laughs> Tim's other PS Five game, he he mailed me his copy of Returnal, uh, and let me borrow it. And here's the thing: I have a love hate relationship with Returnal. It's gorgeous. It's moody and atmospheric, and uh, I think it hits all the right notes. But it is hard as Hades. And I just can't do it. I cannot do it. I, I really enjoyed it. It was basically the, uh, the one of the ways to describe it was, it was like 3D Enter the Gungeon if it was Dark Souls. Oof. Wow. Okay. I don't know so if I want to play it now. <laughs> bullet Hell 3D game. No, Tim, you do. Like, because I mean, there's there's no, things that like if you build on the story and it's done really well yeah. uh, as you progress, but it's just, it can be super punishing at times and okay i just yeah i bur- it burned out on it but then my last game here uh i did not mention in my nintendo list because i'm not playing it on switch and i can't play cloud games so that's why i didn't mention there and it's guardians of the galaxy i actually I wasn't going to ask you about that version. but i figured that was the calculus i, I actually bought the physical copy version and so i didn't put it on my switch list because i can't speak to it on the switch so I don't okay. know if I would enjoy it on the Switch. I'm enjoying it immensely on PS5 because of the extra features that come along with it, like you know some of the uh, reactions of the controller. There's no force feedback, but there is like the the vibration, the speaking through the controller sounds come through. Uh, the, of course, the graphical upgrade uh, over what it probably looks like on Switch. It is killer. I did not expect this game to be good because I really don't like Marvel's Avengers yeah. uh, from Square Enix. But this, they do. hit every note. It's fantastic. Yeah. Uh, can, I, can I be honest with you here? That if, if our top 10 list wasn't Nintendo only, this would be my number two game. Nice. Okay. It's really good. It's really yeah, I was going to ask you that too. That was my question was about Guardians of the Galaxy and why it wasn't included on your list because it technically can be played on your it Switch. Can. Uh, but what you said makes sense that you can't speak to it because yeah. of being cloud based game. If yeah, my I, game, I, if my list was games from all systems, this would be my number two. Okay. Yeah, so kind of yeah. like where I, I or I counted uh, the the what they, was it the Wild at Heart, even though I didn't play it on the Switch. Yeah, the experience at least there would have been the same. I, I, the reason, it's not the and same reason I, I like, I know people listen to us sometimes and like they're like, oh, they really like that game, so I, I think I'll try it. Uh, I would hate for somebody to buy it and they have a really poor um, experience with yeah. it because of the cloud. Yeah, they'd be like, well, you know, they told me it was good, and that's so. Well, and yeah, Justin the, played the, the his cloud version experience in the cloud. Does change it. He played his in the cloud too, but it's on Stadia, not on the Switch, I True. believe. No, I think he's playing the Switch version. Is he playing the Switch version? I, I thought it was so. Stadia version. He said a couple of times that he's playing it on Switch. Oh, okay. Maybe well, I'm, he... I'm, and I may be wrong. I may have misheard. Well, guys, those are our top 10 lists. We want to encourage you either email us at nintendodads at gmail. Actually, we're not going to we're not going to do the other thing. Email us at nintendodads at gmail.com uh, with your top 10 list. And we would love to include that in our uh, count for the year. And we will reveal the final top 10 games of 2021 on our very first episode in January in 2022. So we want to thank you guys for uh, coming along on that journey with us. Um, 
Let's talk very quickly about a, a, a very quick event, and then we're going to get straight in. You know what, Jesse, just play your bumper. All right, Jesse, it's time for Jesse's Pokemon. I hate you all. Yeah. So, uh, and if you want to hate yourself or uh, you just uh, want to go through some gaming induced self loathing, uh, you can play Don't Starve Nintendo Switch Edition game trial. This is now available for all NSO subscribers. It started yesterday. If you're listening to this uh, via our audio recording, it goes through, or actually, I'm sorry, it started December 14th. So, yesterday, as we're recording this, yeah, it started. And it goes through the 21st of December. Yeah, I started Wednesday the 15th, I think. Yeah. Sorry. There you go. Uh, <laughs> I, here's the thing. I don't think it's self-loving. I just think that, that the game, when I played it, it made me hate myself because it made me feel really stupid at video games. Uh, I, like, yeah, I, I didn't, didn't like this game either all. when I tried it. Uh, but if you are into, like, super hardcore survival games, this is up your alley. You'll want to try it out. And it's free right now until the 21st of December for all Nintendo Switch Online subscribers. Jesse, hit us with some Poke knowledge, and then Tim is going to take us straight into what we've been playing. Okay, so uh, just before the Game Awards started last week, Hisunian Voltorb was announced. Uh, it, it'll be it's an electric grass type, and just like the Kentonian Voltorb looks like a Pokeball of that era, Hisunian Voltorb looks like a Pokeball of the past era. Uh, so that part of Pokemon Legends Arceus, which releases January 28th. So more details on the Pokemon Go Tour Johto has been announced. I talk, mentioned it a few weeks ago that it was coming. The dates are February 26th and 27th from 9 a.m. to 9 p.m. local times each day. The purchase price to get the event quests will cost $11.99, which is the same as last year. All 100 Johto Pokemon will be available as shiny, many of them for the first time. The the Pokemon Unknowns G, O, T, U, R, and J will be featured as uh, wild spawns during the event. You know, those are the po- unknown that'll spell Go Tour J. There will be event exclusive special research that will reward with an encounter with Celebi when completed, and grant another larger masterwork research quest. The the Kanto tour did something similar. A total of nine themed collection challenges to track the 100 Pokemon to catch, evolve, or receive in trade. Eggs will require one quarter of the normal distance to hatch. You'll earn twice the candy for hatching eggs, in addition to earning extra candy when hatching featured Johto Pokemon. Catching, not hatching. Catching featured Johto Pokemon. You can get up to nine free raid passes available one at a time at gyms. Trainers will choose between gold or silver events. Each event will attract different Pokemon with incense and give different Johto Pokemon a better chance to be shiny when encountered. Trainers who choose gold will have to receive the silver exclusive Pokemon in order to complete their collections and vice versa. The original Johto Pokemon, such as Corsola and Heracross, will be available worldwide in raids. For many trainers, this will be the first time that these are available to them. And Marty made it back just in time. (laughs) (laughs) Nice. I did. I did. So uh, let's go straight into a very abbreviated what we've been playing. (laughs) 
All right, guys, we're going to try to fly through this pretty quickly. So, uh, Jesse, tell us what you've been playing over the – this is unusual for you over the last what, little what, – What part of it is unusual? That I just have one game? Yes. Okay, I have Paper Mario that, uh, you know, we, we launched on That's okay. Friday last week. I'm about almost 18 hours in. I just finished the Chapter 4, so I'm about halfway through the game. And I forgot how fetch questy that is. If you want, if you try to do all the side quests, and wow, and even chapter chapter four dungeon, quote unquote dungeon itself, is a lot of back and forth. So, and I have played this before, but it's been so long I don't remember anything. So this is all effectively <laughs> new to me. I think I, I, I know I know I played it on the N sixty four back in the day. I don't think I ever finished it. And then I bought it on Wii Virtual Console. I think I did, but I don't know for sure. And if I my my son has the Wii U in his room, so if I ever get access to it, I should load it up and see where I was. But uh, Isn't this it is fun looking... when when that happens. Like you go you go so long without playing it, you come back to it, and it's like, oh, this feels new. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So I I I think I'm on track. This seems to be like a thirty to thirty five hour game, and I'm liking it. Cool. It's uh, I am kind of using a guide on some of the collectibles because some of them are hidden very well, and I am using the. I normally don't use like the 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 fortune teller a lot, but it. I've been using him a lot just because it'll, it's helped me, you know, and not only with the collectibles but actually figuring out what you're supposed to do to get past where when you think you're stuck, and that's kind of it's meant to be that way. The game wants you to get stuck, so you go to this character to find out what you need to do. Mm. And and he details what you need to do pretty well. So I'm I'm liking this game. I plan on finishing it this week before Picross S7 launches. And the best parts, no real thing stickers. Uh, oh, yes. <laughs> no things. No uh, things. Tim, what have you been playing? Uh, as mentioned before, in our top 10, I'm uh, playing Destiny 2. I played a little bit more of that. Um, Forza Horizon 5, a little bit of that. Um, a little bit of Halo Infinite, as I mentioned before as well. Um, but the two newest games that I played most recently is uh, Shovel Knight Pocket Dungeon, uh, which Justin also played, and he's got a video out on that. And Marty, I think you're going to be talking about that too. Just so, uh, yeah. So, but uh, I played, I've been playing a lot of it and enjoying it, even though it kicks my butt every time. Uh, <laughs> well, I'm, can I, I'll just include my comment right here. Sure. Oh boy, is this game hard. <laughs> yeah. Oh, wait. There's some strategy there I haven't picked up on yet. So I yeah, don't know what it is. I don't yet. know if what is not clicked. Yeah. But right now, I just like, I finish a run of it and I'm like, God, I suck. <laughs> right there's like, some points I where there's, i got there's... pretty far but then it's like mm -hmm. i got as far as i forget which which night it is but i battle him and he's got a mechanical thing that i so i got to fight him twice and i, I haven't beat battled him. the night yet that should tell you something okay well i beat him and then after i beat him uh i didn't get very far past that <laughs> so but uh, anyways, I, I'm still enjoying my time with it because I'm still trying to figure out what's the strategy. What am I missing here? I know there's some things I can buy or pick up on along the way that will help me. And, and I found certain things to help me, like one hits that will help me along the way and all that kind of stuff. Mm -hmm. um, but 
excuse me, definitely something I'll be playing some more of. Okay. And then I, I'm also playing a game called Aspire, uh, Ina's Tale. Um, it is a game I did a first look video out on, and it's out on our YouTube channel. It releases today, in fact, when you're listening to this, um, and technically today in Eastern time. <laughs> <laughs> it'll release if it's not already out there it will be on the 17th uh, of december so it is a platforming game it looks visually fantastic um kind of i heard a lot of people comparing it to grease or gray or whatever uh that that indie game agree yeah uh <laughs> and um the story so far is interesting. It's basically about a girl who wakes up uh, in from a pod where she was captured dreaming. And I can't quite pick up whether she's supposed to stay there or if she was kidnapped and made to stay there. Uh, but she's trying to escape this tower that is hold, that was holding her there. And she's helping people that she comes across along the way to get them out as well. So the story is quite interesting. It is a short game. It's only supposed to be five hours around five hours long. So I'm, I'm probably about halfway done, I think. Um, and again, just, there's a lot of puzzle elements. Uh, I haven't had to fight anything. It's just more uh, platforming and puzzle um, puzzling. <laughs> so, uh, and again, it looks visually just very visually pleasing. I love looking at this game. Uh, so yeah, go check out the video on that and see what I'm talking about there. So cool. that's what I've been playing. So uh, for me, this has been a pretty busy week. I can't remember a time where I've played as many games I wanted to talk about uh, in a in a week. Uh, we've kind of already talked about Shovel Knight Pocket Dungeon. It's difficult. It's hard, but I'm sure there's a trick to it. I need to figure it out. Uh, I'm not saying don't go play it. I just think that there's something I got to figure out. Yeah, if you figure uh, it out, you let me know. <laughs> I will. I will. Also, still sinking a, a a large chunk of time into Fortnite every week. Uh, I cannot escape its grasp. Uh, and Spider Man this season is just oh, I can't. I'm gonna spend so much time on this game. Um, this week though, I did pick up several games uh, that I wanted to talk about. Uh, Loop Hero is the first one, uh, guys. I, I can't say enough about it, and I don't know how to accurately describe it, but it, uh, like you combine RPG with roguelike, uh, also real-time strategy in a way with world building. Uh, it's, it's so good, and it's one of those games that like immediately makes you want to say, I just need one more run. I just need one more run. Um, when we had Zach Ryan on uh, uh, many months ago when this game first came out, he was in the in the grip of that. He was like, I've I've lost hours to this game. And it, it's easy to see why. The the you'll look at it and you'll go, this looks like something that should be on the NES, but the music is so good. And just the little tidbits of story, and there is one that you get are are really compelling. Uh it's very rewarding to unlock things uh as well. Uh, I've got a video up on the of on the uh, channel. If you want to go see that. Also speaking of videos, I've got two more up that uh, I want to mention for games. I've been playing Omno uh, is one of them. Uh, if you're looking for like an action oriented puzzle solving game, uh, this I think would be right up your alley. You wake up in this world as this kind of like a wizard type character. He has a staff 
uh, and you quickly found out that you can like do things with light. Like there's a, there's an element of bringing the light back to the world, which is really cool. Uh, and I'm starting to very slowly piece together a story. Um, that basically you're trying to get to the light. You're trying to get to where other people are. Um, it's just gorgeous and it very Zen, very chill. If that's something you're looking for, got a video up for that, but also announced this week during the um, direct or during the indie world dungeon munchies is out. And I love this game. It's uh, the humor is incredible. Um, there is a power Rangers Easter egg at the very beginning of the game in the dialogue. Um, there is a banana that um, <laughs> it's like a banana guy and he tells you to eat him and then calls you out. And it's like, you know, like something it's basically like, uh, you know, like let Peely loose of your, mor- let, let, let loose of your morals and just eat me, <laughs> you know, just cut my head off and eat me. And, and so the whole game is about you're this guy who's dead and he comes back to life and he's brought back to life by the, a necro chef who is a necromancer who wants him to basically use his powers that he gets from cooking things that are her recipes to go and defeat all of these powerful food items. Like the first thing that you fight is like a artichoke with a rock suit, like this big buff rock suit or something like a vine sticking up out of it. It's just (laughs) nuts. Um, It's also... Excuse me. It's also really difficult. Um, But what you do is you kill enemies to harvest parts from them. Then you go back and you cook them and they give you upgrades that are permanent. But you can only have so many of them. Like right now, you can only have six of those things. So it can be anything from 50 percent faster movement underwater to a double jump to um, a flaming uppercut with a sword. So. It's just it's just bizarre the humor. I, I, I recommend it. I, I like if you love crafting games, and this one has progression, so it's not you don't feel like you're doing the same thing over and over again. Um Chicory is a game I'm playing right now, too. Um I don't I can't say much about it. I've got like 20 minutes in it, but I've loved what I've played so far. It kind of like is in the same vein of Toem, like that black and white graphics, right. but you play as a a dog uh, who is tasked with um, bringing color back to the world, I guess, with a magic paintbrush. Um, like I said, I don't know much the more blob than that. Too. I, it, <laughs> uh, kind of, but not really. Um, this is more Zelda-ish. Blob was more 3D platformer-ish. Mm. Um, this is like Link to the Past with painting. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> And puzzles, like lots more puzzles on me. Uh, but I did want to mention too. I did want to mention too this game, Let's Play Oink Games, that was shown off during the indie world. It's a collection of four very small box board games: Deep Sea Adventure, Moon Adventure, uh, a fake artist goes to the city and um like some kind of uh, like stock trading game. I don't know. All of them look super simple. Um, we, I actually own Deep Sea Adventure, like the physical game, and love it. So as soon as I saw this pop up on the screen, I knew immediately what it was. I was like, I'm, I'm buying this no matter what. 
Uh, we played a round of it tonight, me and my family. We finished in less than 30 minutes. Um, all the games, it explains how to play them. You can play offline on one screen. You can play online together, or you can play local play and play with other people who own the game. Uh, so really cool uh, implementation. Uh, it's $25 on eShop. Here, here's the deal. I think that's a little, maybe a little pricey for a board game app, but uh, Deep Sea Adventure is hard to find enough as it is in the print <laughs> copy. Uh, I paid $25 just for Deep Sea Adventure. So uh, it's very faithful to the original game. Uh, the added in sound effects and other stuff, bells and whistles are great. If you love board game apps, there's plenty on Switch. Um, I, st I still think you should make room for this one. They're just light and abstract enough to, to really uh, be something people can grab hold of and have a lot of fun. I like how you uh, said that you can play it online too with other Yes. So. I did pick that pick it up, but I haven't had a chance to play it yet. I have a, This sounds like it might be a good uh, like with the the patrons, if we have a game mm -hmm. night. Yeah, it may be. I was thinking more of uh, like, this would be a good game to sit down and play with the family over Christmas when people are right. home and maybe they don't want to play Smash or something. Oh, yeah, let's play a board game. Yeah, I mean, we might do that when my, yeah, because my, my, my oldest is coming in, in, in into town next week. So I'm I think that would be a great right way to test it out. Absolutely. And <laughs> and it I'm can going be to played, pick it up right now. <laughs> it can be played with a single Joy-Con. So, um, or like we had 22 it's 22 now 22 oh maybe that maybe it was that when i anyway um or it may have went on sale a little bit i don't know you can play it with a single joy con or you can play it with any combination like i played it with a pro controller and everybody else played with joy con so there you go let's play oink games go check it out uh let's very quickly turn on the community spotlights <laughs> All right, guys, I'm going to do a quick review of our family of podcasts. Basically, if you are into retro games, go check out Retro Logic. If you're into Dads After Dark, go check out Dads After Dark. <laughs> <laughs> if you're into Xbox and the Game Pass and all that fun stuff, check out Game Pass News, Sean and Nick over there. And of course, our Patreons are familiar and our Twitch subscribers who come in the Discord are familiar with the dinner table, which we have tomorrow night. So we'll be talking about Christmas there. So don't forget that. Awesome. That's our family of podcasts. Very cool. Very cool. Thank you so much for that, Tim. Y'all go check out those shows done by fantastic people. Uh, all folks who have come through our community and have uh, you know, graduated on to doing their own show. Not like that's made it sound like they don't, they're not around anymore. It's just that <laughs> they said, Hey, we want to, and we were like, Hey, yeah, okay. And there you go. And everybody, and then, that, and then we all looked at each other and we said, Hey, and it was over anyway. Hey, uh, hey. <laughs> uh, three questions from the community night. This one uh, first comes from Mecha Dragon 101 via email. He says, What is one game series or character that you love? but aren't good at their games. For example, I kind of like the Sonic games, but they're 2D platform games I wouldn't really say I'm the best at. Uh, the first thing I thought of was like modern Mortal Kombat. 
you know, I used to, I, I played the original and then an MK2 in the arcades when, when they were new and was pretty good at them. But all the new stuff they've added. I Mortal Kombat can't. 3 hit and they were like, let's learn combos. No, right. let's, let's not. Let's add a run button. Uh, yeah. I, I think I, I tried playing, I think it was like DC versus Mortal Kombat or something on the. And I just couldn't play it on a controller. You know, I needed, if I wanted to play that, I would have wanted to play it on a joystick. But I didn't want to buy a hundred dollar joystick just to play one game with it, so I didn't buy it. Yeah. <laughs> Tim, what about you? You got an answer? I I would say almost pretty any any RPG, <laughs> but I'll, I'll dwindle it down to Kingdom Hearts. I think that series is something that I think that's a good answer. Um, uh, it's a game series that I love and I love seeing stuff about it. Just anytime I tried to play those games, I just, it's just not, I'm not, I'm not good enough to keep up with it or just do anything with it. So, or if you're trying to understand the plot. Right. So I just, <laughs> it, anytime, yeah. every time a game came out, it was just that much more deeper I'm uh, of stuff that I missed. So I don't think that they even understand the plot anymore <laughs> of Kingdom Hearts, the creators. I just love all the characters and everything about it making and the it up design about it. So I think it's really cool. Well, guys, I'm going to be honest with you. I tried to think of a game or a series that I wasn't, I'm not good at. And I'm... Brag- Are you bragging? <laughs> no, <laughs> uh, no, I will say this. Um, I love, um, I, I really, really love, and this is hard for me to admit. Um, I love Contra games. I'm not yep. good at them. How good at them? Contra Hardcore on uh, on That's Genesis one. Yeah. is one of the hardest games I've ever played in my life. Can't do anything. Can't do anything. Uh, I've I've gone back and tried to play Contra Three. I used to be able to walk through Contra Three on the Super NES, uh, just like it was nothing. It's gone. The muscle memory, absolutely gone. Um, I love to watch them. Love to play them. <laughs> Can't do it. Just yep. my thing. Um, and I think we've all got that game, right? I mean, there's there's people like I look, they, they'll say things like, man, Mar- uh, Mega Man is so hard. And I'm like, huh? Where? What part? Yeah. Well, I would what? say this about yes. shmups, all the parts. shmup games too, like people who are really good at just avoiding all the crap that comes oh, at you sure, when you're yeah. playing those games. And just Ikaruga? Is that one? Oh my god! Any of them, any shmups that I try to play, I love. I love trying it, and then I realize I suck at these. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I try. I don't usually. Well, buy and them if you want to go modern, um, I love Enter the Gungeon. It's one of my favorite games on yeah. Switch. But when, if you think about like what beating that game looks like, like completing the story or the chapter for each individual character, I can't do it. Yeah, I just can't do it. it there comes a point where. It doesn't matter how many guns I have or how many upgrades I've got. I'm dead. You need God mode. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That'd be great. I would love to, I would love to finish it. Yeah. That's a good Jesse, question. Did you, like did you have something else? No, I couldn't think of anything else. I'll okay, probably I, think of something I, I, later, but that was the first I, thing I thought of. Uh, and then this, uh, this we're, we're going to save one of these questions because it's directed specifically at Justin uh, but Chris had two questions this week. Chris HL 94. He said this, if I feel like if someone made a hockey game 
in the vein of NBA Jam. Even Marty would enjoy it. Does such a game exist? Is there a chance of it coming to Nintendo Switch? Chris, I want to tell you something. Back in the days of the PlayStation 2 and the Dreamcast, they did indeed make an NFL Blitz-style hockey game called NHL Hits, and it is amazing. I don't even know know anything about hockey, but I could rule my college (laughs) dorm room. (laughs) <laughs> on NHL hits. There were more beatdowns between me and my roommates triggered because of NHL hits and NFL blitz. Then those two games are phenomenal. I would love to see something like that come back. It's yeah. You need to go those check it out. Overdue. NHL hits. So good. It's so good. Uh, Zablock replied to this question. He said they already did. It was called hit the ice. It never had the same success, but it was fun. Hit the Ice um, actually came out first before NBA Jam. It did, yeah, yeah. Um, I think that uh, NHL hits probably had the push it did because it had the NHL backing behind it. You know, it was, it was officially licensed. Uh, There's nothing like – I mean, there was, there was three buttons. There was like spin, shoot, and hit. And there was nothing like putting, you know, guy on the opposite team through the glass at least once a game. That was that was all we tried to do. It was like two on two hockey. Uh, so good needs to come to the switch. Well, guys, that is episode three hundred and fifty five of the Nintendo Dads podcast. We want to thank you for hanging with us. We do have a voicemail. Do you want to hit that or oh, save it for next week? I let's save it for next week. Okay, let's save it for next week. I I so, totally forgot. So, so thanks, Christian, thanks for sending thanks for sending that question. Yes, we'll get it we we heard well, it. We'll get it next not, week. I'm sorry. Not next week, because it's the 23rd. Oh, and we won't be recording. Yeah, so we'll next. We'll be off next. You know week. what? You know what? Fire it up. Let's go. All right, I'll fire it up. <laughs> hey guys, it's Christian again. I just wanted to call and uh, ask you a quick question. This is more uh, towards Marty, since I know he is the one that plays this game, and I was more wondering what he thought of this subject. So I have a PlayStation, and I play the PlayStation only because I am such a big fan of Spider-Man. And played Spider-Man, uh, the first one, and I played the Miles Morales Spider-Man, and those were amazing games. I loved it. So then Guardians of the Galaxies came around, and I hesitated to get it because I got the Avengers game, and I hated that game so much. But Marty <laughs> Praised it so much, so I said, you know what, I'll take a chance. I got the Guardians game, and man, oh man, I love that game. It's so awesome. So my question is, um, well, actually, first, I think I like it so much because it, it plays and it tells so well. Uh, it's comparable to, like, Spider-Man for me, and I think that's just wonderful. But I guess what I'm trying to say now is, what games are out there on the PlayStation or Nintendo systems that are comparable to a Spider-Man game or a Guardians game, because I think those type of stories and gameplay are awesome. All right, guys, thanks again for all that you do. Your podcast is amazing. I hope you guys have a great Christmas holiday, and we'll talk to you soon. Wow. Uh, that's That's a tall order of a question right there. Having not played any of these games, I don't know how to compare it. But you know, I'd say, you know, 
going back to our top 10, a game with a story that I liked was World's End Club. <laughs> yeah, I think that's what he's what he's looking for here is very story-driven games, but games that also, uh, you know, hit hit the mark as far as action. Yes. I would say Ooh. I would throw out you uh, um, infamous games, uh, especially yes. uh, number yes. two was my my favorite of the three infamous games. And plus the DLC you can buy. It's like a whole other short little story for infamous two. Um, but yeah, infamous, the infamous, infamous one and two and the DLC with the coal with coal is my favorites. So uh, I will, I'll throw out here too. I think horizon zero dawn uh, is a very solid choice for that. I think God of war is a very sol- solid choice for that. Uh, single player driven story yeah. based uh, content. One, one through three and the collection that has the PSP games on it as well. Definitely yeah. God of war. Yeah. Yep. Uh, but, or you could just start with the one that's on PS4 that uh, is a part of the PlayStation collection on PS5. Yeah. They, that's what well, they did. A, they did a remaster of the uh, God of War three um, there. Uh, but I, yeah, there was a collection that had the PSP games on it. So mm-hmm. that I, that's where I started actually playing God of War games was on the PSP and I love those and then moved to the console when I got one of those. Yeah. I, uh, Horizon is probably my number one. Uh, it's a game I've started a couple of times and started over and I maybe I'll finish that. I like, I just get so distracted. That's part of the reason I don't like open world games. I've discussed this before is just that I get so distracted by the things to do that I, you know, like I have, I like, I get paralyzed. Like, I don't, I don't know what to do next. Red dead redemption would be another one. I don't know that I would play that so much with kids around. Uh, but also one I'm playing right now, Two very slowly is Ghost of Tsushima. Um, that one, yes, very story good driven. Call. Yes, very good action. Lots of world traversal as well. Um, I don't know, man. Like, here's the thing: Spider Man is kind of spoiled. <laughs> <laughs> it's just so good. Yeah, uh, they just did such a dang good job. I'm so glad they're getting Wolverine. Uh, I hope that gives way to like an X Men universe. Uh, game because I love the X-Men but uh, I hope those point you in the right direction there are some solid picks you can still get on PS4 if that's what you're still uh, playing not not an action game but it's still a game where I I like the story the Dragon Quest 11 okay I've also heard really good things and I don't know if I know they did a remake of this is it on PS4 Uh, Alan Wake I think I think the remake is on PS4 I've I've heard really good things and, about that, but it is it can kind of deal with some stuff. So then they announced a sequel to that last week. It's uh it's psychological horror slash horror without being monsters. So I, I read the developers say something about, you know, they kind of leaned into the the horror thing in the first one just a little bit. And from Alan Wake too, they're going pretty full in. So Christian, I hope that answered your question. Um Thanks for listening. Thanks for your voicemails. We really appreciate you very, very much. Again, this has been episode 355 of Nintendo Dads. I want to thank you for hanging with us uh, for our 2021 top 10 uh, Nintendo games discussion and Indie World and a lot more. 
Uh, we want to say a huge thanks to our Patreon producers, Dave Ernsberger, Antonio Contronio, and Solo Something, as well as our over 5,800 uh, subscribers on YouTube, almost at 5,900. We're two away from 1,200 followers on Twitch. Uh, and we want to thank our 15 Twitch subscribers who also get access to our Discord community and activities. Reminder, you can head over to Manscaped and Gooder where you can use the code NDADS, uh, that's NINDADS actually, N-I-N-D-A-D-S, to get 20% off in free shipping with Manscaped and 15% off your order at Gooder. Check out our merch store at nintendodads.org. And uh, again, you can check out our website that I just mentioned for all of our videos, tweets, podcast episodes, the shop, social media, our Patreon page, and lots more. Email us at nintendodads at gmail.com and call in and leave a voicemail at 929-25-NDADS. That's 929-256-3237. Big thanks to OC Remix for all the music used throughout the show. Download us on your favorite podcast app of choice and leave a five-star review with some words. If, if you can give us 10 stars, do it. Whatever the highest one is, go all in. It helps other people find the show. Guys, we will not have a regularly scheduled show next week due to the Christmas holidays. However you celebrate, we want to say Merry Christmas and Happy Holidays to you. We hope you and your families have an awesome, awesome time together. Play some games. Enjoy time together. Eat some good food. And we'll see you next time. For, Mar- for me, for Tim, for Justin, for the rest of the Nintendo Dads crew on all of our family podcasts, we appreciate you. We love you. We're thankful for you. We'll see you next time. Bye-bye. Happy holidays, peeps. Thank you for listening to Nintendo Dads.